0: Hi, this is Trista Robinson from Echoes of Fear and you're listening to Without Your Head.
1: The station of decapitation without your head. I'm Nasty Neil. Terrible Troy will be here momentarily. And right now I'm joined by Jimmy, Jimmy Dempster. And he's a lot of cool stuff. We just showed his short film Box, very cool horror noir. And he's got this is the coolest name for movie coming up soon Killer Babes and the Frightening Film Fiasco. It's very cool to have you here.
2: What's up, brother? It's good to have Thanks for having me.
1: Yeah. Now, first of all, we'll get to Box and some of the other stuff, but Killer Babes and the Frightening Film Fiasco. I would think just as soon as you see that name, it would be something you'd want to be involved in.
2: Oh, hell yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. As soon as I saw that title, I was like, my God, that is like, isn't that, isn't that the greatest fucking name ever? I love that. <laughs>
1: uh-huh.
2: And, it's, and the cast. A- <laughs> What's that?
1: And the cast is amazing, too.
2: Oh, yeah, you can't go wrong with that. Yeah, it's just Back to casting, like I said, that's like a, that's like a convention all wrapped into one film. You know, it's mm-hmm. awesome.
1: So, how did you get involved in the movie?
2: I actually saw the post that Brett put up um, a while back, and I had spoken to Brett. We got in touch through social media before that, and I just kind of reached out to him, and I was like, "Yeah, man, you know, I really dig your work." And he was like, "Yeah, you too." You know, so we started chatting a little bit, and and he put a post up. He was looking uh, to fill some roles. He was casting. And I just kind of caught back up with him again, and he sent me some sides. He goes, yeah, I, I have you in mind for this character. I'd like to, to read for him if you don't mind. And I said, yeah, sure. So I did the read, and he sent me back, and he liked it, and we kind of talked it over and made a deal, and that's how I got involved in the old-fashioned way.
1: <laughs> right. Now, um, has, any of the, has any of your scenes been filmed for it yet?
2: Yeah, we're supposed to pick back up in May. Actually, we were supposed to pick back up this month. But uh, with everything, you know, being the way it is, kind of hit hard. And now we're looking to postpone. I think we're going to pick back up again in July, maybe August at the latest. Because, you know, we want to get that all wrapped out before October. Want to have a nice Halloween release for that part. That's the plan.
1: Yeah. Now, obviously, things, you know, can't uh, be happening right now. So how has the pandemic and the and the quarantine affected you the know, life of an actor?
2: Oh, for me personally, uh, I think I could speak for everybody. Where it's you know a lot of a lot of the productions, if not all of them, have been shut down, postponed. You know, uh, some some stuff was in. Like I said, that Killer Bees was in the just about halfway done, if not three quarters of the way done, and we would have been done this month probably if it wasn't for for that. So that was a real hit. that kind of sucked. But um, it, it hit us all kind of hard. You know, I know I myself had some stuff lined up. I know we all had some projects lined up, a couple conventions, um, some film festivals that was going to make it out to it. It's funny. You start getting all the emails from film freeway and everybody saying, you know, Oh, we're canceling postponing. And I get it. What are you going to do? Uh, so yeah. A um, couple projects that were put on hold, but I'm looking, hopefully, hopefully in the next month, I'd like to have this stuff done now, man. Like it's not really affecting us here. As far as going out wise, we don't really have a strict lockdown here in Georgia. And if they do, I'm, I don't know about it. <laughs> yeah. I'm just kind of going around doing my own thing. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I think Georgia is fairly open.
2: Yeah. Compared to a lot we of just places. had like a Yeah, from what I'm hearing, this week we had like a we had like a last week they started like a soft open. They did like nail salons and stuff like that, but now for the most part with the exception of the theaters, it's pretty much back to semi-normal restaurants and stuff, you know. They, some of them are still doing the the social distancing stuff, but for the most part, it's you can still go out and get a drink with the guys and stuff, and have dinner or whatever.
1: Yeah. So is uh is Killer Babes being filmed in Georgia, or where's that being filmed?
2: Um, we this is the next part of it. Here is going to be in South Carolina.
1: Okay. Now, for you know, uh, being in Georgia, did do, do you most of the stuff you work on uh, filmed in Georgia, or do you have to travel around?
2: Yeah, I've been lucky. Um, when I got started, I was in Florida probably about five or six years ago back and everything just about everything i got called for or i had to read for was being filmed here as by the time i started to get into it i was in florida it was like late 2012 and i was like yeah i'm gonna give this a go and not knowing that there was almost no major really industry being a lot of the stuff was leaving florida at the time and was coming here uh by the time I found that out, I was about a year in, and I was like, man, I'm always getting called to go to f- Georgia. There was a lot of project I was uh, – people were interested in or I was scheduled to be on or agents would submit you for stuff, and then they'd be like, well, you know, you're in Georgia, and it, it, it's being shot in Georgia. Can you get out here? And that was always a factor. I don't blame them. They, you know, they want to make sure that you're going to be able to get out here and you can come out for a callback, which I've had to do a hundred times, many times. <laughs> you know, that's always fun. But I like making that trip. You know, it's a nice drive, and I just kind of got used to it after a while, but uh, eventually we had to make the relocation.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, you said uh, you broke into acting in 2012. Um, how did that come about? Was it something you were pursuing, or, like, what What made you decide you wanted to become an actor?
2: We were in Georgia for about three years. Uh, Georgia, Florida, my bad. We are in Florida for about three years, and um, we went to the, what was it, a convention out there in florida i can't remember what it was but they had a flyer for this thing called rockabilly zombie weekend and i was like oh that sounds pretty rad what's that <laughs> uh-huh. about and took the flyer and i brought it home with all the other stuff that you collected the cons and i didn't think anything of it, and um i looked into it and a buddy of mine calls me up he's like yeah you're gonna try out for that rockabilly zombie and i says what is that like a it's the convention or something right and he goes no it's a film they're shooting a movie right here in sanford florida and we were like 20 minutes from there at the time. I was like, "Oh, no kidding!" And without any experience or any drive or anything, I just said, "Ah, eh, what the hell? I'll go out and check it out." And I figured they were looking for uh, they were looking for zombies, uh, like you know, zombie extras and stuff like that. I was like, "Yeah, I'll go out and I fucking love zombie movies, man.
3: Mm-hmm. Old
2: school Romero guy, you know." Yeah. So I went out and. Uh, they're <laughs> I went in and they were like, "Yeah, hey, we need you to read for these three characters." And they had me read for, you know, at a read. I, again, I had no idea what the hell I was doing. I'm like, "What's a read?" You know, <laughs> uh-huh. like I, yeah, you, you just take these sides, and I'm like, "Sides? What the?" F-? <laughs> Completely looking back, I'm like, "They're probably the probably some of the worst auditions you could ever friggin' do in your life because I had no idea what the hell I was doing." But, uh, but the long story short on that was, from there, about a week or two went by. They called back and they were like, "Yeah." Hey, Would you like to come out and be a a zombie? And it was only supposed to be for like a night or two nights, but that turned into like two, three weeks on that project. And I was just, I was just hooked, man. I was just completely hooked. I was looking at the principal actors and everybody else on set. And you know, that MMA, MMA fighters on there. and Seth Petrozelli was on that set. And, you know, I met Jay LaRose on that set and chatted with him a few times since. And I just got the bug, man. I was like, I want to do what they're doing. I want to have lines. <laughs> I want to be a character, and, you know.
1: Yeah. So, did you have any background in acting at the time?
2: No, nothing. Like I said, I didn't know what what sides. You know, I didn't know any yeah. of the terminology or any of that stuff. You know what I mean? So, I didn't have any. Um, I didn't have any experience. I mean, I've been on a couple of sets. Uh, my wife, before we were married, I think they were filming uh, the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull in New Haven when I was in New York at the time. And we had gone out for that and they were put her in a scene and me in a scene where they were, uh, it was a fifties diner and they were looking for greaser, Bobby socks types. And I was like, yeah, we just happened to be there. We were just having lunch (laughs) and they just put us in the project. And I've, I don't even know if we made it, but I never, I never cared to look, but that was pretty much, I guess the only onset experience, we were only there for like an hour. Mm-hmm. And then we were out of there, but nothing clicked there I didn't think anything of it, I guess it, I don't know, it was weird, but for some strange reason The zombie movie clicked, and I was like hey, I want to give this a run
1: Yeah, you know? well everyone likes zombies
2: Yeah, how could you go wrong?
1: <laughs> right We've, uh, ter- The terrible one has joined us, terrible Troy What's up, brother? I believe he did Uh-oh, maybe not <laughs> He's here in spirit, man. He is, he is, he is. <laughs> he's, he's he's hiding, but he'll be around. So, were you a horror movie fan? Obviously, like zombies. So, were you into horror movies?
2: Oh yeah, man. Uh, like I said, kid, a child in the '80s. You know, I grew up uh, as a kid. I was introduced to all the all that good stuff, man. The mom and pop video stores and the uh, mm. you know the the slasher craze. You know, every Friday, Saturday night we'd be. You remember you would go out to the video store and just of oh, course, and get lost yeah. in
1: there. You know? Yeah, you you you'd, uh, go and uh, well, I would go right to either the horror section or the new releases because then they would have uh, the new movies there, and you'd you'd, you'd pick the movies based on uh, the cover art. Sometimes it oh, oh, have yeah. nothing yeah. to do with the movie, but
2: that's all right. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, the old Roger Corman posters, like look at this, and you get it. On, you're like, yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: man, but yeah, always it a good times. Yeah, were your parents cool with you watching horror movies?
2: Oh yeah, I must have had the coolest dad. My father raised me. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't have. Uh, I probably couldn't have bought a better father. He introduced me to all the good stuff, and I remember watching uh, just a couple out of the top of my head uh, for the first time with him were uh, *Town That Dreaded Sundown* and *Amityville 3D*. And and all the you know all those older old school movies. And *Halloween*. I saw *Halloween* with him for the first time. He took me to see. Nightmare on Elm Street, part four, because it opened on my birthday. (laughs) So, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I had no, no, what else could I have been besides, you know, getting into horror growing up?
1: (laughs) Right, right. And uh, so, I mean, uh, Child of the 80s, and now you're in a movie with Linnea Quigley and uh, Debbie Rashawn and Lisa Wilcox. I mean, that's pretty cool.
2: That's pretty cool, huh? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So Box was great We played it on our first um, Severed Limbs Film Festival Which was a lot bigger uh, sure. turnout than I expected was very happy People had a great time yeah, And uh, I loved it And uh, I can't say if it's won anything or not But it has been getting a lot of uh, votes For uh, Best Actor and Favorite Short So I'll have to tally them all up So, But uh, people really dug it And uh, So how did you get involved in Box? Because I thought it was great
2: Oh, I appreciate that, man Yeah, I saw that That's I gotta tell you, that's a great idea you had that's what I think what a lot of people need right now. You know what I mean? The quarantine film. I've seen some other people doing that stuff too. Now a lot of everybody's jumping in on the stay at home kind of, yeah, you know, watch party thing. That's a great idea. It's really cool. Uh, yeah, I saw some of the feedback. I was like, wow, cool. That's always good to hear.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But, um, but yeah, box was just a project that we, uh, myself, my buddy, Brant, who's the DP and, uh, my friend Lee, who's the director we were just all of us kind of getting ready to go our separate ways at the time. It's like, uh, I think toward the end of, yeah, it was coming up on summer of 2016, we we're getting ready to leave. And we were just like, why don't we just do a project that just kind of, you know, it's just the three of us. It's like low to no budget. We'll just see what we can really do. We'll kind of really stress our stretch our resources as far as we could go and just kind of see what we could pull off. And, uh, I think within a week or two we kind of come up with we started tossing ideas old school you know we sat in the room started brainstorming said hey how about we come up with this and we just really really were thinking independent you know one location if we as few locations as we can light cast and uh and this this story started snowballing and we actually we actually came up with a feature length script we had a, a plan to write it to do it as a feature but you know time and money and everything just mm-hmm. seems to be pulling us so yeah. So we just kinda condensed it down to a short, made it like a feature short. I mean it's
1: Yeah, it's like over half hour or short, so. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's yeah. like twenty and thirty something like that, right right around there on the nose. But so I guess they call it a feature short, you know, whatever. Most a lot of yeah. shorts are like anywhere from twelve to fifteen minutes or something like that.
1: Some are a couple minutes. Which is interesting about the short concept is I think uh, it lets people make something for however long the story needs to be you know so you don't need to pad it out to be, you know, an hour and 28 minutes if you can tell your if you not you can tell your story but if you want to tell your story, you know, within a half hour or 12 minutes or whatever.
2: Yeah. No actually, that's a, yeah, we, we were thinking about that too. That was one of the reasons why we decided to go the way we did cuz we're like, well, you know, I didn't want to have a feature film that was pretty cool in some spots but overall it was like, yeah, you lose somebody. A lot of you've seen movies like that, you know. They go on oh, for yeah. 15, 20 minutes too long, and you lose them. You know, like I didn't, We didn't want to do that. Uh, it, you know, it could have been cool, but I, I, I'd much rather would have had a, a really kind of cool kick-ass short that was just long enough. Uh, where you don't get too lost, and hopefully, you know, people will keep them interested in guessing, and, and we I couldn't be happier with the, with the response. I mean, that mm-hmm. thing's been all over the place, and uh, some of the festivals and conventions that it's played at i've had the chance to kind of you know peek in and get the feedback of it and it's really really good i mean i can't i can't watch like i don't watch my stuff anyway but i'll peek in and just kind of get the response and it's interesting to hear people's uh feedback you know
1: yeah yeah is it i said you can't watch your stuff like uh is that weird to see yourself on the on the big screen with an audience
2: no i mean like even uh we've had a couple of red carpet stuff and not just for box, but other things too. I just, I don't know. I'm I'm not one to, I don't like it. I don't like to look at my dailies. I don't like to look at raw footage. None of that stuff. I don't know. It's just, that's just how I've always kind of been. I'm like, uh, you know, I, I mean, a lot of it has to do with uh, it, it's, it's almost like a waste of time to me. Like it's, it, it slows down. I think production, like I, I can't, do a take and then run over and take a look at, let me look at the monitor. And it's, that's pointless. You know, it's not going to look like that anyway, when it's all done and put together, it's, it's not up to me, but uh, the DP and the director, they got their vision. I'm just there to do my thing <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and hope it comes out good. All right.
1: You mentioned the director, Lee, uh, Lee Thongham, you worked with him on other stuff. Like, so how did you guys get together?
2: Yeah. that goes back to, uh, <clears throat> the Rockabilly zombie thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the cool thing about Florida is they have full sale university and
3: oh, yeah.
2: I, I think, t- I think still uh, NXT I is. They, <laughs> yeah. For, for, yep. NXT is there. They've been there for a minute. Mm-hmm. And just before they started shooting their live, they, I think they still might do it. But on Saturdays, they have uh, open auditions like on Saturdays. And I think Sundays you could go in there at like 10 o'clock in the morning and just hit all the different rooms and audition for all these projects that we got going on. They were really, really, they don't pay a lot, but it was a really good place to get started. You know, you're going to work with really professional crew and, you know, cause all the projects that they're being casted and shot, there are being shot. Usually at the time it was Candyland soundstage and you get to use all the good equipment and you get really good footage and it's good for, for starting out. And I was like, man, that's a great idea. And you could walk out of there with like 12, 13 different auditions. And you know, you, bound to pick something up so um I met Lee through a project from there and we just exchanged information and just kind of became fast friends and he messaged me one day on Facebook he's like yeah I'm doing this Punisher fan film thing I think you'd be good for it (laughs) I was like that sounds awesome man he's like Punisher and zombies I'm like I'm I'm sold (laughs) (laughs) I'm already there right now yeah Uh,
1: can you see that anywhere is that online still yeah um
2: I think it's up on my IMDb. I haven't uh, controlled my IMDb for a couple of years; it's been passed to different agents, so whatever's up there. Um, but yeah, I think it's probably sold somewhere on YouTube. It might even be on my YouTube channel, but I almost never get on there. I gotta get on there more. Than that but I'll, I'll shoot over. I'll shoot you over. A, I, yeah. I have it on a hard drive somewhere. That sounds yeah. It's like fun. a three-minute. It's like a three-minute concept trailer we did. We never planned on doing anything. Obviously, you know, Marvel rights and all that. Right. It was just a cool little thing we did. and I was
1: like, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, that's what I'm always. Um, I get that for like a fan kind of like film thing, but I never get when people make like either like a feature or like put a lot of money into a short because like you know you can't sell it obviously if you don't own any of the, any of the characters or anything. So I never quite you know if you just make it up for fun, it's cool. But uh, like if you're putting a lot of money and time into it, I never quite understand it.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I know. I've seen it's crazy too because a lot of them are really good, right? Yeah, really, really good. You know, feature-length and short films that are right up there with Canon. You know, Mm -hmm. Uh, Never Hike Alone comes to mind. Stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Some of that stuff you could put right in there with the actual. Yeah, they make them for you know yeah.
1: Yeah, because they'll have GoFundMe's where they'll get like 150 grand and uh, that's cool and I just don't uh, I never quite understand the point of it because like no matter how good it is you know what can you ultimately do with it besides just put up somewhere for free.
2: Yeah, you're limited that's what we figured too. It's the same thing with the box. I'm like well if we make it a feature film we have maybe a better chance of selling it and getting it to where another place and with a you know, because a lot of times people do stuff and it's just going to probably wind up on youtube or whatever anyway yeah you, you got to put money into that and these people with like millions of views and stuff on stuff like that you have to have uh, some heavy duty uh promotion to get that kind of thing going but the yeah you mentioned the kickstarter and all that stuff that's more power to them that's awesome but yeah the yeah i don't know why they would put like characters in there and like licensed characters <laughs> you can only yeah. go so far with that yeah i see yeah. a lot of that too yeah yeah was uh
1: is this your was your daughter in box because I saw I other dempsters in box and dempster's not the most uh, common name so I figure they must be related
2: <laughs> yeah I think well related
1: there's yeah. maybe like
2: nine or ten in the whole world that I've seen <laughs> <laughs> yeah um both my daughters are in there um I had them in there it actually it was funny it was um that was talked about in the beginning too they were like oh you know we get this idea for the girl and you know do you want it to be your daughter and I'm like nah that would that would have been too easy you know what I mean like it's independent and it's we're stretching as be- as much as we can every which way I don't want to be the guy who you know puts his daughter in the pride I did not want to be like you know Will Smith or somebody or you know I don't want to be that. Like, you know it would have been the easiest thing in the world for me to put my daughter in there and feature her and all that stuff but we ended up going with um, another girl Bella Ulrich who's a friend of theirs um really good her mom's really good friends with Cherry and us and she was great. I mean, they originally were going to offer it to her younger sister, who was even smaller. Because the prod- the whole idea was to get the most innocent, youngest, kind of saddest reaction. Uh, it, you know, the the innocence and the in the facial expressions and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and her younger sister was originally chosen for it, but they ended up going with the older sister because the the younger sister was too little. She was like four or something at the time, and she was just didn't care. To, you know about marks or to looking at the camera or not looking at the camera right all right <laughs> and her older sister bella's you know she does pageants and she's more into that and so she just jumped right in right away and was a natural
1: uh, do either of them uh well maybe not the younger daughter but is that something she'll want to pursue do you think acting
2: uh my daughters are uh,
1: yeah yeah
2: oh yeah the, all of them have done some crazy stuff it's cool you mentioned the uh, you know, parents and stuff like that earlier. And I've had a lot of questions about that. It's like, you know, all these projects and shows you do, like, how do your, how do your kids feel about that? And not so much now because they're older. They're, you know, my one daughter's going to be 17 next month Mm -hmm. and my other daughter, Emma is going to be 14. So, but a few years back, you know, it's like, how do you feel about your father doing that or whatever? And it's like, they've seen all that, half of that stuff they've seen, just like, like we did, you know, they Right. we don't shelter them really from anything heavy and they, they get into what they want to get into. And they've been on set, you know, they've seen me come home with the makeup and they know how it's all done. And, and they're the same way. And they, all it did was make them kind of get into it. So they've, they've done some stuff too. I know Bella has done some stuff for Disney. She's done some shows. She's worked with the Jonas brothers. Um, my girls have been in a couple of projects I've gone. Uh, my oldest daughter's really into theater. So it just kind of goes on that way. Mm
3: mm-hmm.
2: They want to pursue it now.
1: Yeah. So um, you also did stunts, and uh, it looks like you had, like, a background in uh in martial arts. and everything. So what were you doing before acting?
2: Before acting, I was just kind of bouncing around from every job that I had. I mean, I got a massage therapy background. Um, that was keeping me afloat for a while in Florida. Um, but, I mean, she's just about every job you could think of, man. Landscaping, construction, worked in the kitchen, restaurant business. <laughs> So it's weird. It's kind of it's kind of this crazy leap. It's like, how do you go from that to that?
1: You know. Yeah. I believe the terrible one is here now, Troy.
4: I am. I was just all having right. some oh, audio oh, difficulties. There, there is. I all right, no, worries. no <laughs> worries. I was talking to you guys and nobody responded, so I was like, hmm, I think something's amiss.
3: <laughs> I didn't well, Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I,
1: I heard it all. It just wasn't worth replying.
4: Are right, you just ignoring me? Okay, I don't blame you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I'm just kidding.
4: Welcome to it's the good. show. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah.
4: Why thank you. <laughs> it's good to be
2: here. We said earlier he was he's been here. He's been here in spirit the whole time.
4: <laughs> I, well, I've been listening anyway, so I have heard the whole show. <laughs> well, that's,
2: <laughs> hey, good. There you go. that's
1: good. That's good. So uh when you do this uh so do you do your own stunts in all the movies?
2: Yeah, so far until uh until I get to like uh somewhere where they're not going to let me do it. <laughs> Which hasn't happened yet, because I don't, I, I don't know if it's because of it's a look thing, or a lot of productions, you have to have this fun guy. Like, I remember my first uh, co-star gig was uh, a show called Devious Maids, or that, uh, yeah, the Devious Maids show on Lifetime. And I played a bouncer, and I come in, and they were like, okay, first team, second team, all this stuff. And a lot of the productions I have worked on, Independence, you, you know, you, you don't have any of that stuff. I was like, wow, I got my own stand-in? I got, like, a guy... You a know, guy coming in who's standing there and they're lighting him and he's roughly my, my height and build roughly. And I'm like, okay, cool. This is pretty neat. I'm just used, you know, you come from independence and you're used to doing everything, you know, like I've pick up, you know, gaffing, rigging, picking up the rigging tape, helping everybody move equipment. Right. You know what I mean? You just, everybody pitches in. So it was kind of cool to have that kind of experience, but mm. that was the first time I've ever had a, a stand in. But, yeah, fights and stuff like that, it helps out having a little bit of a, a martial arts background. I competed years ago. I've always been into something, boxing, MMA, Muay Thai now. Um, it's just, it just kind of comes in handy for a lot of fight scenes, and I play a lot of characters that tend to get into the shit a little bit. So mm-hmm. it helps to have, you know, be able to take a punch, I guess. <laughs> have you uh, Have you been hurt in any of the movies? Um. I got cracked a couple of times, but I mean, it's never anything that you, you're you not used to, you know, like I, you know, you get punched a, a few, a couple of fight scenes. I got hit, uh, slammed into stuff one night of fear. I cracked the back of my head off the back of the barn door. That was fun. <laughs> that was more my fault because I was trying to jump with the guy, the dude, Jason, he's a big dude, mm-hmm. but he's a big teddy bear. You know what I mean? So he picked me up and threw me into the door and I jumped with him like wrestling. I kind of jumped into it.
1: <laughs> right.
2: And he put he put like fifty to seventy five percent of his strength into it, and I cracked the back of my head off of it. I didn't feel it until later, though. I'm like walking around dizzy. I <laughs> well, hope you're all right. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. We're good. We've long since. Uh, we're all good now. Yeah. But yeah, I don't. Yeah. know. Yeah, are I you
1: know. a wrestling fan, by the way? Because I do see that uh, it was mentioned that you you look like Triple H. Yeah. I
2: get, <laughs> yeah, I've <laughs> always gotten that. Yeah, man. I've uh, I go all the way back. Like, uh, back as kids, like, in the 80s, you know, Hogan, Warrior, all that good stuff, and then the Attitude Era. I fell off for a while. Um, I'm not entirely sure when. Probably in the late, late 2000s, like, when they started doing the Cena and stuff, and Uh I think right around when WWE went PG was right around the time we moved to Florida, and I got involved with TNA,
1: Mm
2: -hmm. Uh, TNA Wrestling. Yeah. They shot right at the soundstage, right by the house, I just... I got in. I got involved in that. And I, I
1: oh, got, really? So, what were back, you doing for TNA? I,
2: I got more back into it. I was working security. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, and I met up with Bob. Who's uh, Where's he? Who's he at now? He's on the Ring of Honor. He was at Ring of Honor for a while. Now he's over at the other promotion in Florida. the really big one they got out there now. Jericho's there. Oh, the oh AEW. The
3: yeah, AEW. Yeah.
2: Like, yeah, the name is escaping me. I, you know, I don't know. I you tune in every now and again. Um, it's, I don't know, it's tough to, it's tough to follow, especially now. I, I can't watch, uh, wrestling without an audience. You know what yeah, I Yeah, mean?
1: I agree with that. It's, it's rough without, without an audience. I'm a big wrestling fan, but it's hard to watch. Uh, uh, it just has no atmosphere without the audience.
2: Yeah. I mean, a lot of those matches and a lot of those, uh, big moments that you remember that a lot of that stuff is crowd react. I mean, it's theater, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, uh, you know, performing on stage for no audience—it just doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. Yeah, I mean,
1: yeah. Hulk Hogan slamming Andre the Giant at WrestleMania three—if no one was there to cheer, it would not be. Uh, wouldn't be. It would not be nearly as memorable.
2: Oh my God, no! That and my wife and I were just talking about this the other day too. Uh, we were in WrestleMania in Toronto for Hogan and the Rock. Uh-huh. And
1: oh yeah, that's amazing. Just, just, yeah. The,
2: <laughs> just the scene. Just the scene in that. The crowd. That's another one of those matches where. They probably didn't touch each other for like the first ten minutes of the match. I didn't have to.
1: Uh-huh. Just
2: letting the crowd soak it in and it was just I couldn't imagine something like that without the audience.
1: You know? No, no, it just there wouldn't it really wouldn't have been much of anything, honestly, a match like that without the audience. Right. And, uh, it's all, and, yeah. they, and they really played uh, with the audience in that because going in, you know, Hogan was the was the heel was the bad guy and Rock was the, the baby face, but the crowd went the opposite direction. And they, they went with that, and Hogan played up to the crowd. You know, and if you wouldn't have that dynamic, it would have been a totally different match.
2: Yeah, I love the fact. We knew that it was going to be Hogan-Hogan once we went out there. Because at the time, they switched, like in the middle of the match. Hogan mm-hmm. was supposed to be the big heel. But, you know, depending on what time you play in, the, what town, or wherever you're at, you're going to be different. Like, now it's the Roman Reigns thing. Last time I've... Uh, yeah, he has, I, he's I've not on that. anymore. But, yeah. He's been gone for a while, I guess now, but
1: yeah,
4: but yeah, he's definitely enough, he's a guy, guy. People,
2: everyone's food, yeah. He's what they call uh, they they what do they call it a uh, controversial or uh, polarizing figure. It's like the office really digs him, and somebody that like, loves him, but the crowd's like, no, we're not having it. You know what I mean? <laughs> we don't want him. We want this guy. That's that's when I get frustrated. I'm like, why the hell are they pushing this guy? And I, I start to feel like a kid again, yelling, <laughs> <laughs> yelling at the TV like this guy yeah. sucks. Why are they pushing this clown, you know? Ah, all right, never mind.
1: I, yeah. Well it does <laughs> it yeah, you know, yeah, it does take away from like uh um in the nineties when they got behind your know, Austin. It was like the crowd got behind him, then the the company went behind him. You know. Yeah. That's, but but that's now like they keep example. pushing people that the crowd really don't want they don't want to see, you know. And, uh mm-hmm it's very, it doesn't make for a good atmosphere either. Like if the, the main good guy of the movie, I would say movie, but it would be the same way. If the main good guy of a movie or TV show and everyone hated him, it it wouldn't be a very, you know, fun thing to watch.
2: No, not at all. And I, I, Austin's probably the perfect example of that. Austin, uh, a lot of guys, they just, uh, Daniel Bryan, you you know, trying to tell me he was in the cards. You you know, you think, you know, Vince was, uh, and the guys had him like on the table as far as like, he's going to be my next world champion. I don't think so. Yeah, and no, that was, was one of those so... things where it, it, you couldn't ignore it after a while, that yes movement shit. And it was like the people spoke rock too. even the rock when he flicked. They were like, you know, they were trying so hard back when he was coming out. I think like the mid to late nineties, whenever mm-hmm. it was the early nineties, when he was coming out, smiling, pineapple haircut, you know, grinning and, be, you know, I'm a baby face. And people were just like, fuck you. Like, no, <laughs> You know they're not buying it, and you gotta buy it. You can't bullshit the audience. The audience yeah. gets it. They had a yeah. or they don't. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: yeah. They got behind him when he was a bad guy with the uh, the nation of domination, and then, you know, yeah. but then, but like I said, they would listen to the audience because then it was obvious people started to like him, and so they ran with it.
2: Yeah. Now it's almost for the actually probably for the last ten or so years, whatever it is that I've been in checking in and in and out. It's almost like. I could not watch that show for a couple of years, it seems. And if I tune back in, it, it seems to pick right up, right. Where it left. It. They're still pushing the same guys. Uh, uh-huh. The same people are, they're still not do- if they're there. And also not only is it not as popular as it used to be, but the lack of competition too, you know, and the way doing good, but they got to have that, you know, I don't know. I don't know who decided it was a good idea to wipe out all the competition. and just have one brand It's like, Let's take away Pepsi and have Coke rule the world. <laughs> you know, like, Yeah, it doesn't make sense, man. You got to have uh got to have a choice, got competition. That's when it was it, at its best. Mm-hmm. Attitude era, you know.
1: Did you ever want to uh become a wrestler yourself?
2: No, nah, I never thought about I never thought about that. I've uh done some bumps and I did some spots and stuff like that, but never uh I don't know. I never got and I know a lot of the guys too. But it's mm-hmm. just one of those things I never got into. Never thought about doing.
1: Yeah. So uh, do you have anything else like uh, coming up in the works when things can actually be made again?
2: Well, Killer Babes is uh, next on the radar. That's going to, like I said earlier, that's going to wrap up. I think we're going to finish that up in July. August is the goal now. Um, I got a project that just actually hit DVD or not. It's on demand. It's called King's Gambit. And it just hit uh, the on-demand, all the platforms. And I think they're getting a DVD release soon, too. Um, I, did a, I got a show coming out called Deadly Cults. My episode airs uh, the end of the month, I think, the 24th, Sunday night. And oh, cool. uh, there's a project called The Fury, which is also in post now that's getting ready to come out. I'm not, I think they were looking to get a theatrical for that. But now, you know, that may have changed. They, they might probably do the video on demand too DVD that stars Lilo Broncado from the Sopranos and Bronx tales in there. Yeah. It was a good kind of old school, uh, action thriller, like a crime, crime thriller, like really good project. Yeah, man. And then of course, box box is still kicking ass on Kings of horror network. Again, Mm -hmm. I can't not be, I can't be, I can't be happier with the response.
1: Yeah. was I love box and I like the, uh, I like the, um, the voiceover kind of gives it like a, a noir feel to me or like dark city or something not dark city um some of the graphic novels I forget but anyway but i like the the voiceover to it it gives it a, a really uh, cool uh, kind of old school uh, vibe
2: yeah i wasn't sure about that because that was actually added in after the fact um the project was done and lee and i were sitting there looking at it and he's like i don't know we got to i don't know i like what do you think about voiceover i'm like voiceover i don't know i don't want to do uh Pro, you know, I don't want the whole project. To, he's like, no, just a couple spots throughout the film just to kind of give you an idea what's going on in the guys' head just to kind of move things mm-hmm. along a little bit. And I said, yeah, we can do that. So I went in, eighty would it, and I did the, I don't know if you know or not. that's me doing the voiceover. Yeah. Doing the, uh, doing the voice. A lot of people are like, that's you? <laughs> <I'm> like, <"Yeah." laughs> so, no, I yeah. could tell,
1: but yeah. But I, I think it really adds a lot to it. I, I like it.
2: It's very yeah, stylish. Yeah, I wasn't sure at first. Uh-huh. Yeah, I wasn't sure at first, but once I said, so, you know, again, that goes back to what do I know? Because it's like they have a vision, um, and he had it in his mind where he was going to place it in certain spots in the project. So I was like, yeah, all right. Once you see it, you're like, okay, boom, that clicks. That makes sense. You no. Know? Oh, uh, yeah, I'm glad that you enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, I dug it a lot, and uh, your character Vincent in Killer Babes in the frightening film fiasco, uh, are you? Are you? Maybe you can't say. I don't know, but are you a villain or hero in uh,
2: in Killer Babes? Oh, I'm a total straight up douchebag. Oh, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> and my character was one too. No, oh, okay. no, he's not. He's an asshole. And Vincent's not that bad. No, he's uh Yeah, he's um, he's not the type of. He's not like a straight-up villain, I guess per se. He's, you know, he's just uh, a, a guy out looking to have a good time.
3: Mm-hmm. Very. <laughs> yeah, I guess
2: it's cool. Got some. Uh, got a cool scene with Winnea and I got some fun oh, nice. with her. So that's that's always awesome. But again, the cast. It's such a. <laughs> that movie's gonna be awesome, man. You guys are gonna dig that.
1: Yeah, looking forward to that. Our friend uh, Tristan Robinson is in it. Uh, a lot of former guests are in it, so it's uh, yes. yeah, pretty pretty packed. And it's got an amazing name.
2: Yeah, hell yeah, yeah! You know exactly what you're getting into with, with a project with a title like that,
1: <laughs> right? Yeah, and I've seen uh, Brett Mullins uh, some of his other movies. I really like the uh, bloody his bloody his movie Bloody Ballet a uh, ballet. I thought that was yeah. really good. So he's, a, yeah, he's he makes good, cool man. stuff.
2: He's got a great eye. His this mm-hmm. uh, stuff's really good. Like I said, I always say it's like a, Fulci and Argento. You know, like those are his. That's what I get out of a lot of the projects that I see when I watch this films splash yeah. colors and the neon yeah. mm. what,
1: what kind of stuff do you like to watch currently?
2: Um, I, the horror I'm always into horror. Um, I'm actually looking for some more stuff I people have sent me some recommendations um, like uh, it's funny the the American horror story I just recently got into that. is mm-hmm. the first time uh, the, uh over the was it over the summer or whenever it was? With the 1984 season, right. the latest season yeah. they did. I was like, man, this is actually good. Because I got into the screen yeah, I like show that. and I, like I had that. no idea it was the same dude. I was like, yeah, this is good, man. I, I just like the throwback mm-hmm. the, the throwback five to it. But,
1: yeah. What's yeah, cool uh, about that show different. is each each season is a different, you know, uh story arc, yeah, so you yeah, don't have, have to watch every season. Yeah. So it's not like if you you, a lot of shows you couldn't just start watching in season five or whatever because you'd have no idea what's going on but uh, you know you can watch those seasons out of order or, or just watch particular seasons you're interested in
2: yeah yep I might actually go back now that we got some time that's one of those projects one of those shows that I kind of put on the list to go back and check like coven I heard is a good one and there's like there's different themes I want to check out yeah check yeah. out the
4: um what, what's the one the uh
2: well, yeah, I like the Freak, freak Show
4: season. Freak yeah, Show is the, the best show, one, I think. Yeah. Seen that. Mm-hmm.
2: It's crazy, man. I've seen all the ads and stuff. I've kept up with it, but it was just one of those... There's 150 million shows that I, I still want to see that I never have gone around to. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, it man. is. So yeah, it is kind of a golden age of of series, I think. And uh, there, there are so many, though, it is that you can't really watch them all, but in modern day you can actually binge stuff like back in the day, if you missed a, a show, you probably just weren't ever going to see it.
2: Yeah, oh, yeah. Like the, the wrestling thing we were talking about earlier. It's like mm-hmm. that used to be talk about a uh, prime time. Like people would leave, we, people would leave parties and shit. Cause they're right. home I by tri- nine, nine yeah. o'clock. <laughs> uh-huh. And if you weren't there and if you didn't see it, there was none of this DVR TiVo bullshit back then. It was like, if you missed it, you better hope your buddy taped it or something, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because uh-huh. you were screwed. You're like, oh shit, man, then you got
1: to read the spoilers or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now it's a, it's, it is weird. Cause I know people now, now like, there. uh, yeah, they'll even intentionally miss, you know, the first half hour, an hour of a show. So you could like fast forward over the ads, while you're basically watching it live, which is, very, it's a really weird concept, but, uh, it's just, yeah. it's a weird, it's a different world.
2: Yeah, for sure. Crazy.
1: but i i would assume all like the sites that have you know uh all the streaming sites and stuff that's uh, beneficial for an actor because um all these all these uh platforms need, need content so they're always uh, looking for something
2: yeah and especially now with everybody home it's like there's no better time to get caught up on stuff you know but, mm-hmm. uh, we had a, a bunch of people reach out to me recently because the the king's gambit just hit video on demand and they were like, "Oh yeah, I'm going to check that out." Or they're sending me the thing, saying they watched it, and they send me the picture, you know, proving that they they bought it on Amazon. Because that's another thing. A lot of times, the downside to that is like, once your project gets up on right up on the inter the interwebs, oh, you know,
4: with piracy and stuff,
2: it's, it's fair game. Yeah, that's the only downside. But you know, it happens to everybody. It happens to the best of them. But,
1: but yeah, it is it gets weird
2: gets that it, people like, will uh, get out there. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it is weird that people are so open about uh, just uh, pirating movies. Because I'll see it all over Facebook. People just t- openly talk about you know, downloading movies.
2: Dude, I've had somebody message me. Uh, actually, like you said, talking on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I, I don't get on there as anywhere near as much. I'm hardly ever on there. Like I told you that earlier, Neil. I was like, yeah, I'm never on Facebook, man. I try to just stay on Instagram. One is enough for me. If I can have all my traffic as best I can go to one spot, that's fine. People could DM me there. They can contact me. I could see, I could keep in touch with people. That's fine. Facebook just seems to be. I, I put up a post about um, a movie that hit on demand. It was Netflix, whatever. I can't remember what it was, but yeah, check it out. And I just did a, a quick promo. And a dude that I haven't talked to in like six years comes onto the comments and he goes, Hey, is that up on Cody? <laughs> He's like, "Hey, dude, is that up on the some some stream?" Oh site? God, some rep off site. But it wasn't Hulu or Vudu or, or any of that. It wasn't Netflix mm-hmm. or Amazon. I was like, uh, "Yeah," I had to delete the comment, which I never. I don't like doing that. I'm not much mm-hmm. for censoring, but I'm like, "Are you kidding?" yeah when the right mind's gonna get on there and go yeah you could totally rip my movie off don't buy it it was fucking (laughs) fucking four bucks to rent it dude it's like nine or ten if you want to buy it you know hd you can't you can't fucking four bucks oh exactly pack of smokes like 20 bucks
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's it's, yeah it's really weird because uh people i know like you just mentioned they'll uh, directors, people med- will like message and say about the download of their movies or actors, I know, and I'm just like, you think you'd have more sense than that to tell the people that actually made something that you, you you just ripped it off? It's very it's very. I don't think a lot of people even think of it yeah. as a bad thing. And they just think it's like a cheaper way. Yeah, to, just just to a normal movies. thing. Yeah. And it's like,
4: well, if you're doing that with oh, a yeah. Disney movie, they're not going to miss the money. But if you're doing it with like an <laughs> yeah. indie film or something, you know, you could yeah, somebody screw who- somebody's life, you know.
2: Yeah, the guy put you know a guy probably mortgaged his house or whatever he had to do to get this film fucking funded.
4: Exactly,
2: you know, pay his cast and crew and whatever, and he's putting everything into it because he wants to make something of it. And you got somebody out openly telling you, yeah, it's up on the site, and I watched it's got fucking five million views, and it's like that could have been revenue right there. But yeah. you're right though, man. There's a a lot of it. I, I used to get pissed off, but a lot of it I can't even. There's just an entire generation out there now that it's just it's mm-hmm. normal to them. YouTube, fucking iTunes. You know what I mean? There's just like, yeah. everything is now, right now. I need instant gratification and, oh, oh what's this song? Oh, I'll just download that back in the day. Not to sound like old man river or whatever, but you know, you, you wanted to hear a song. You couldn't just, you had to go out and you had to hope they had it in the store and you buy it. It was like the CD was like 18, 20 bucks, depending on where you went. Uh, now you just, Oh, the new CDs out, they hop on YouTube or whatever and you download it and, Oh so, yeah, yeah! Everything's like, everything's available all the time. You know, there's no so a lot of them. I don't even think they they know any other way. Yeah, you know, they got the phones and.
1: But yeah, you know, like you said though, like uh, most of the movies are yeah. between two and four dollars to rent. It's like you yeah. can do that. You don't have to to go. You know, every everyone should have a few bucks anyway. Yeah, you're probably
4: not yeah. panhandling to saying. get the money for that movie then. Right? So.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, even if there's, there's no lack of options out there, there's, you know, content constantly every day, everybody's bombarding you with, with something, whether it's a sponsored ad on Instagram or somebody promoting their stuff. And that's cool. I get it. You guys understand that, you know, you got to get your name out there, but, but yeah, when it comes to like four or five bucks to rent a flick, what, what are you losing? You're not even going to know. Mm-hmm. You're not handing the shit over, even in person. You're just charging your card. <laughs> you know, you're not going right. to miss five bucks. you like going to the gas pump or something who gives a shit mm-hmm.
1: uh, so uh how can people follow you on you mentioned uh you know instagram uh, where are what's your instagram handle
2: i'm on instagram real james d and uh facebook it's i think jimmy dempster but again i'm i'm n- I'm never on there every time i get on there it's always some something about religion or politics or uh a lot of spam i don't know yeah. yeah. Not that Instagram doesn't have that, but I, I just, I, I tend to not notice it as much. Maybe. I don't know. But yeah, mm-hmm. real James D. I'm on there. I get on there. I try to get on there at least a couple times a week. Um, yeah, you can Find me on there. Follow me. Unfollow me. Whatever you want to do. DM me. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> That's where how we interacted originally was uh, on the Instagram.
2: It was Instagram, right?
1: Yeah, you know, yeah I, thought, I
4: thought you were gonna say he banned you or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, he like, will after this guy. Get get but, rid of this Yeah, that, that's yeah. how
2: Yeah, that's how we met. That's <laughs> how we found Jimmy it was on Instagram. Yeah, he fucking blocked me that person.
1: <laughs> 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 now, now that would be a good story, but unfortunately.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Speaking of wrestling oh, though, I, that was the one the one person hung up on us was a wrestler. It was the Iron Sheik.
2: Oh yeah, but that's almost like a badge of honor. Yeah, yeah. Up on me. yeah. It was a, it was a long <laughs> time. Ago. Break my back. It was a,
1: it was a year before he was on Howard Stern. Uh <laughs> and so at the time it just blew up. It was our most hits ever, and he went crazy and he did actually say he was gonna break my back and stuff. Make you humble. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, right, humble. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> And then a year later, he went on Stern and was doing the same thing. And I actually uh, sent Stern our clip of the, the show, but I never heard back. I was like, man, he's kind of taking taking our bit with the Iron Sheik to a lot bigger, pe- more people. But what can you do?
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, what do you do?
1: <laughs> but it, it was very fun. It is weird, though, because sometimes people will still tell me that's their favorite interview. And it's literally like five minutes of him just yelling at me. So I don't really know. <laughs> How to take that?
4: But- well, no, it's four and a half minutes of him just telling a story that he's right. struggling through, right. and then when you ask so the not- question, then he goes <laughs> berserk for the last
2: minute. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. it's not exactly—it's not exactly an interview per se. <laughs> no, it's, no, it's like a five-minute, like a five-minute roast. Right. There, is he doing the Brian Blair thing where the guy no, asks him about the Brian Blair and he rip? <laughs> off, oh, he loses his mind. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I didn't. I didn't even oh, ask him anything to begin with. He just starts talking about Boston, and and then I
2: asked him one question. Just went on
1: roll. Yeah, he just oh, came yeah. Welcome
2: <laughs> So you, you didn't set him off. You didn't set him off or anything. It's just like, hey, welcome to without your head podcast. How are you doing? I'm this and all of a sudden, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Was, yeah.
1: <laughs> and I called him the next day to actually to apologize, and it didn't seem like he remembered any of it. And I was just like, oh, okay.
2: <laughs> that, that 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 makes perfect sense though. It does. That, would, you know what I mean? It would almost be weird if it went normal. If it like a normal interview, <laughs> yeah. a normal oh, yeah. interview, they'd be like, "What the hell was that about?" <laughs> well, it was weird enough because be I, I think he
4: was three hours late this, and then <laughs> yeah, it was. And then he was, he just kept, went crazy. Yeah, the
2: whole show
1: was us like keep going to break to call him up, and then they, ke- I got some weird guy that would answer the phone, and he'd just be like, "Oh, I love you." Uh he, he's not ready yet. And I was like, um okay. So we just kept calling back for a literally three hours before we got him. So it was the whole thing was very bizarre. And we had him back on actually like a year or two ago, and it was like a just a normal interview for his documentary, and no one ever mentions that to me. Yeah, <laughs> that's Howellsville,
4: man. Right. Uh, after you have the sheet going <laughs> berserk, what can you do? All right.
2: Yeah. That should be on your like cover photo on Facebook, just on constant rotation. Was <laughs> that video or it was it was it a video or was it audio?
1: It was audio, but yeah, I, I could make a yeah. video. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: Just a picture of him the whole time <laughs> with audio in the background. Uh uh-huh. That's funny as hell, man. Yeah, I'd like to hear that. We did awesome. a, a convention. We did a convention uh-huh. in Florida years ago, and we ran into Gary. B. It's kind of the same story. Um, I ran into Gary Busey in the green room. Uh-huh. We had to take a break and. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Funny fucking Gary Busey story, man. We're sitting there bullshitting. He's having a good time laughing, talking. And that night, later that night, it was a Saturday, they you know how some of the conventions, they have like a like a, a meet and greet kind of VIP party type thing?
1: Right, yeah, yeah.
2: Where, you know, you, for the people pay a little bit more, they can get in early and they can, like, it's like a oh, private party. Oh, hang out with
4: and, the celebs and stuff.
2: Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. We were We were part of that. And I was like, yeah, that's cool. I'll do that. And you know, you, by contract, you had to show up for like 15, 20 minutes. And it was like, then you could go back to the hotel or whatever if you wanted to. And I was like, yeah, I can do that. So we spent the whole day, because Gary Busey was like the table next to me. So that was a riot. So we spent the whole day laughing, talking. My wife came by later on with pizza and stuff. We were bullshitting. He's like, hey, how you doing? I said, hey, this is my wife, Sherry. Hey, how you doing, Sherry? Nice to meet you. I'm Gary. And, uh, <laughs> and fucking... He knows we're having a good time. And then, cut to later on that night, we get to the party and we're sitting there talking. And my wife walks in. She goes, Hey, guys. Because she had to step out to get a drink. And she comes back and she goes, Hey, guys. And he looks at her and he goes, I'm on break. Don't bother me. Come back later. (laughs) And he just walks away. (laughs) I was like, Are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) My wife was like, What the hell was that about? (laughs) He's like, I didn't think we were going to be friends for life or anything for the rest of our lives but well, what the fuck you know he's like no he's just you know and i had to come up with some excuse like i don't know what it was i don't know if he just <laughs> snapped he, he i think he thought that she was just a fan he's like i'm off the clock you know, don't bother me or whatever i'm like wow we, we we ran into jake Busey later that night his his son because he was there too and uh she, sherry goes yeah we just met your dad and he goes, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
4: that's awesome.
2: Whatever he did, I'm sorry. He just knew that he just automatically assumed <laughs> that he said or did something.
3: Uh-huh.
2: He's like, I'm sorry, whatever he did. And I I told him, I'm like, you know what? It's like the Aaron Sheik thing, man. It's like, I would have went home later on. I would have been like, man, Gary Buse is like the coolest fucking guy. Uh-huh. And then later on, I would have been like, you know what? It's kind of It was almost weird that he didn't actually right. do, do something right. crazy because that's, Last 15, 20 years, that's all anybody thinks about. Like, Gary Busey, he's fucking nuts.
1: Uh-huh.
2: Year, I was dying. I, I, that made the whole weekend.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we met him a few times <laughs> at conventions. He's a, I remember the one first time we, the convention <laughs> we were at with him, he was, uh, it was right in the news that, you know, I was saying, but he was, he was going bankrupt. And he pulls into the convention in a stretch, uh, uh, it was like a Hummer limousine. <laughs> and everybody was just, was just like, Okay, Especially
4: like a built-in <laughs> pool in the back and stuff. Like, oh uh, yeah, that,
2: that's good. Fake <laughs> <Yeah. thick> news. I'm <laughs> not buying that. Uh,
1: so it was very fun. I, I was, I think it was, I forget who. I probably shouldn't say who, but they told me they were in the airport with him coming to the convention, and like he kept hiding behind plants, and he was like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "Oh, I can't let the uh, the paparazzi see me." <laughs> <laughs>
2: You never know what you're going to get. Uh-huh. It's a trip, man.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, anyway, it was good to have you on, and I look forward to seeing uh, this... I Oh, my God. How how can I forget the name of the movie? Killer Babes and the Frightening Film yeah. Fiasco. Yes, don't
2: forget that one. There it is. Yeah, for sure, man.
1: And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing any any of your stuff when, it, when I uh, get the chance. It was very cool to uh, talk with you. Oh,
2: yeah. Yeah, yeah hell that's so yeah, much. man. It's good to finally go. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. It's finally good to get on and chop it up with you guys. was yeah. <clears> funny. <throat> <laughs> <20. laughs>
4: so, so yeah, definitely come back next. Yeah, whenever, whenever you, well, you've got a thousand different things coming right. out. So pick a time and come <laughs> on back with us.
2: Yeah, I'd, um, actually, I, I said this to a, another show earlier. I was like, I'd like to do something either from set, once we go back and we pick back filming back up, because that's the next project. Um, that might even be the last one for the year, depending on how this goes. This mm-hmm. whole, you know, Corona shit. But uh, it's tough to tell. There was a couple other things that were scheduled, but it looks like this might, for at least for now, might be the one that finishes out the year. Um, yeah. I'd like to do something maybe from set or, uh, or that'd even be after. Cool. Or yeah, you know, that'd be kind of neat. We could probably even get some of the other cast there and kind of do something maybe at a live huh? show or whatever. Yeah, that would <laughs> yeah, be something fun cool. Yeah, that'd be fun. from location.
1: Yeah. I appreciate that. That'd be a good time. Yeah, definitely. All right. All right. Well we'll talk to you soon. Thank you for doing this.
2: Yep. Thanks. You got okay. it, man. Absolutely. Anytime, guys. All right. Take care. I'll see you later. Bye. All
1: right. Bye bye. This is Brandon Christensen, the director of
2: Z, and you're listening to Without Your Head.
1: Welcome to the station of decapitation without your head. I'm Nasty Neal. And I remain terrible, Troy. Mm-hmm. And we're joined by Tara Hutchison of the Antimity Tapes, which we're going to be talking about momentarily. And it's very cool to have you here.
5: Thank you. It's great to be here.
1: You're welcome. For people not aware yet, can you explain to them what the Intimity Tapes is? And hopefully I pronounced it correctly.
5: Yeah, actually, you did. I'm really impressed. (laughs) Most people uh, say, what is it? Anta anta, what? But um, (laughs) yes, you got it. It's Intimity. So Intimity, basically, it's um, weird people making weird movies for weird people in Arizona.
1: See, well, that's why it fits right here. We're we're very weird people. (laughs) That's good. All right. I really dug them. I mean, uh, so I saw a cloud originally because uh, you sent it in for our severed limbs uh, film festival, and I loved it. So uh, not just because you're coming on, I I wanted to yeah, watch I them agree. anyway. So I went and I watched all uh, all his nineteen episodes. Maybe twenty is the Halloween one considered a uh, one of the. I don't know. Either way, I watch all the episodes, <laughs> and uh, I loved them. And I, I like anthologies to begin with, so it's it's fun to. I also like that there's no. Uh, there's no particular uh, length of time. It's just however long each one needs to be.
5: That's really interesting you said that because that's exactly what um, Larry Allen said when uh, directing, and he does all the editing for all of them and a lot of the writing. And he, we used to get caught up on times. So we said, no, they just need to be as long as they need to be. So that's cool. And I'm glad you liked them.
1: Yeah, because I I think everyone's seen stuff that's, you know, padded out to be a certain length of time, either if it's going to be an hour and a half to be a feature length movie, or even like if you're watching, you know, an anthology series where it's going to be a half hour or something, and sometimes you only have, you know, a 10 minute idea or a five minute idea. So why not just go with that?
5: Yeah, that's true. That's true. So
1: how did you get involved? Were you one of the original weird people? Yes. (laughs)
5: Yeah, definitely one of the uh, original weird people. Um, So we uh, had always wanted to do film, Um, our kind of artist group. uh, We all met in various ways across um, anything from theater, fashion, um, film. Uh, We all met and we all kind of had a similar dream to make movies and entertainment. So we just decided to turn our training to make movies into a product or into entertainment for people because none of us went to film school. So, uh, we just kind of used the intimacy tapes as a opportunity to be able to learn and then also share our journey kind of along that way. So we actually ended up, uh, doing them actually every two weeks. So they were all written cast and filmed in a two week span.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. See, I, uh, <sighs> How, how does that process work To get them all you know together in two weeks Because I would assume some would be harder than others
5: Oh yeah some of them <laughs> Some of them definitely Were ones you wouldn't think would be a hard one You're like <laughs> oh this one we got it You know we have the location It's all cast and then you know Something crazy happens so Literally the day before You know doing rewrites or Recasting and Just really being resourceful because I think that's good. You know, good learning experience. Um, I love eighties movies a lot. And that's uh, one thing I always liked about when you guys would interview uh, makeup artists on here, mm-hmm. um, because they would talk about things that they run into and uh, how they could be resourceful in like solving those problems. So, um, yeah, so yeah, yeah I, I,
1: I always it. find that interesting too. Uh, when we had, um, when I interviewed Tom Savini at a, um, at a uh, convention was he was saying that like his most fun time making movies was, you know, coming up with how to do all this stuff as opposed to later on where there was like a method like this is how you do you know uh, whatever you're gonna do a decapitation or something, and uh, just <laughs> kind, you know if you if you before there were rules to this it was kind of coming up with you know how, how you're gonna how you're, like the problem solving I guess.
5: Yeah, it's super fun and you just never know what's gonna happen what. Fiasco will happen, and it's just fun to kind of roll with it all. But, um, but yeah, it's been a great, it's been a great time.
1: Yeah. So you said you uh, no one went to film school, and I find that uh, comes up a lot with uh, independent filmmakers I'm friends with, and a lot of them um, they would either like listen to um, audio tracks on um, audio commentary on movies, or would pick up things you know being on sets of other films. So like, how did you guys you know? figure out how to, to, you know, make a movie or did you just figure out why you were doing it?
5: Uh, Well, I think definitely a mix of both. Luckily, um, some of us uh, came from a lot of uh, production design, like me, for example. um, I did uh, acting for about 15 years. I did theater. I did a little bit of film, voiceovers and things like that. And some of the other crew members had um, done fashion photography, fashion design. So we kind of used those skills that we learned to be able to contribute to costume design or set design to make it a little bit prettier from the principles we learned because it, it's pretty similar. Plus, we had a lot of contacts um, for actresses and models, and we just kidnapped them and made them be in our movies, basically. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> um, a lot of the people in, a, in, in the Antimity tapes um, actually have never acted before. Uh, So it's really cool to see how capable people are of doing those things without any training when you're just having fun and being resourceful along the way. Um, But, yeah, I definitely think uh, we definitely had a little bit of previous knowledge from those things, but definitely learning some stuff along the way. I mean, I've definitely made some mistakes (laughs) and learned a lot, but, um, yeah, it's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. So besides uh, acting, uh though, like, what are your role in Intimity tapes? You personally?
5: Oh, yes, for me personally. Um, so, I do the production design for the Intimity mm-hmm. tapes. So, um, like Cloud, for example, uh, you know, just designing the, the way the set would look, the feel of it, the overall colors and things like that, how the makeup would look on the characters. So, I just design kind of, do a lot of like world building mm-hmm. with it. Um, a lot of the Antimity tapes kind of have that. I'm sure you saw that general theme of like <laughs> everything's gross kind of. <laughs> right, right. Like, like Cloud was really gooey and just gross and mm. every I just I don't know. I love the idea of characters and people being just
1: gooey and gross.
5: Yeah, yeah. they haven't in days <laughs> and they're just they're not well mannered and they eat like crap and they do drought <laughs> horrible things, you know?
1: <laughs> who who isn't into that?
5: right? <laughs> right.
1: Especially if you're listening to without your head, I think. Yeah.
5: <laughs>
1: yeah, that's our core audience right there. Uh,
3: yeah.
1: yeah. So true. uh so the episodes are are on YouTube. And uh so what has the um feedback been like since you guys started doing these?
5: It's pretty good. I think definitely people um are definitely grossed out by a lot of the things (laughs) Uh um i think that uh it's it's been interesting because a lot of times i I think people don't realize how fast we made them um because you know like i was saying earlier they're cast shot edited and sometimes written within a two-week time span so we have 14 days for the whole crew to get it done from start to finish yeah yeah so i think a lot of uh the reactions like, oh, it's great. But it's like, wait, no, you don't realize I didn't sleep for three days. And, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I was literally like covered in blood for two days because of the set, you know, or things like that. So, um, you know, I think this kind of reaction, it's just fun to be on here being able to, to talk about it, you know, because it's kind of the first time um, that I've been able to describe the whole process.
1: Yeah. So when you are building, you know, world building, you said uh, something gross and and gooey and bloody and stuff. Well, where do you get the goop and blood and and uh, and, and gooiness?
5: Oh man, <laughs> I wish I could say that I had like, oh, you know, a
1: vat of goo. Yeah, know.
5: this is the goo, this is the professional goo. <laughs> sort of bit, you, you know, go
4: down it's, to Goo-R-R-U's and <laughs> pick up whatever slime you
5: need. (laughs) Yeah, like the vat of slime, you know. Um, I am looking for a good slime. I've heard (laughs) that, you know, an Uh alien, they used KY jelly (laughs) for the alien spit. Um, So I think for a lot of the things that I used, I had to improvise, like for Cloud, Cloud, for example. (laughs) So gross. I literally, uh, I was gagging in one part When, um, the part where they get the, Oh, I don't want to ruin it. Okay. Well, one part, um, (laughs) or something happens, you know, Uh (laughs) we had one take, like, it's like, Hey guys, you know, we have literally one take at this, so don't mess it up, but we have to do the makeup right away and we have to do the effect. So I found a jar of coconut oil because coconut oil, you know, we know how different, different temperatures, it hardens uh-huh. and it's, Yeah,
1: I actually. You know? I was just say, I have a thing of coconut oil here in my room, but that sounds like I'm up to nefarious acts. But I actually, uh, <laughs> uh, on, 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 on my face, because it actually, uh, if I, I have dry skin. But I know in the summertime, it actually turns like totally liquid.
5: It does. And it's so uh-huh. gooey and it's so gross because it, it will be solidified in some parts. So it almost looks like melting fat. <laughs> right. So I
3: was like, true.
5: hey you know, someone's going to be melting, you know, let's get some goo and that's greasy and gross and maybe looks like fat. And so these poor actors were such sports because they just, they didn't complain even once. I'm like, Hey man, mind if I scrub this goo on your face? (laughs) And they're just like, all right, man. And I'm just trying to do it. It's just mixed with blood and liquid latex and just toilet paper and like everything, like literally everything we could do. (laughs) So that's, some of the sources of goo.
4: <laughs> so it's all kind of trial and error then, huh?
5: Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah. Where do you guys film these? I don't know where you guys are located.
5: Uh, so we're located in Phoenix, Arizona. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of... Actually, I would say... Hmm. Uh, we have a studio in uh, Phoenix. Um, it's like, a, like this artist... Studio that we rent, and we shoot most of the most, if not all, the episodes there. I think there's only a couple that we haven't, and it's kind of crazy because it's it, like cloud. Um, and I could use Snap. Um, I don't know if you remember that one. Snap was the one about the the bed witches, is what we call them. Yes, yes. Uh, they're just a piece of shit lying in bed, ordering <laughs> people around with just limitless uh-huh. power. You know. <laughs> um, so we filmed all of. Those amidst others at our studio, which is actually really small. I would say it's, um, I don't know, maybe 16 by 12 feet space that we're filming these in. Oh,
3: wow. Wow.
5: Yeah. Pip and Molly, (laughs) man, those actors were troopers. They actually, the AC uh, went out during the filming of that one in that small space with all the crew in the middle of summer in Arizona and so we're just crammed in the space, just busting it out. So, um, so yeah, we film it pretty much all in a studio.
1: I've never been to Arizona. I was going to actually go there for mad monster party, which is a very fun convention. I've been to in other parts of the country, but I don't think it's going to happen now because of, uh, what's going on in the world. But, uh, but if I'm ever out there, it would be very cool to, uh, to meet the crew of, uh, of your stuff. Intimity tapes.
5: Oh, you have to, Arizona is awesome. And it has like, Arizona has this crazy, like underground community that Uh a lot of people don't know about that. There's a huge horror, goth, industrial, um, drag scene out here. That's insane. That is not advertised that people don't know about. Uh Um, that's cool you mentioned Mad Monster. Uh, we actually had a booth last year for Intimidate. Oh, really? Oh, oh awesome. awesome.
1: I love, I was, yeah, I'm a big fan. I love Mad Monster. Eben yeah, Magar runs talent. Mad Monster. Uh, he he let us film our uh, feature film we filmed in February, which right before all the things happened in the, at Mad Monster in, um, in Charlotte. But, yeah, I love Mad Monster.
5: Oh, how cool. Are you guys still going to release the film?
1: Yeah, I'm not uh, positive how... Our plan was to get it in uh, festivals, so I'm not exactly sure what's going to happen, but it will be released at some point. That's I'm cool. not exactly sure how, but but it, it will be it. Will be. Yeah, I'm, I'm, it was very fun to film. It was a uh, you know, three day shoot, and, uh, and you said about 14 days. There's so people who, who just never you know put something together, no, the shooting is one thing, but getting it all edited and everything together is uh, that's really the time consuming part
5: oh man yeah that's very true <laughs> um yeah i uh that's so cool you mentioned bad monster because uh it's because i've been to uh comic con things like that and it's awesome but i love mad monster because it's just so weird i don't know how it is in other parts of the country um but in at least the one here it's just crazy because all these celebrities you see or people that you've been admiring your whole life, they're just right there in front of you.
1: Yeah. yeah. That's what's, <laughs> uh, yeah. And they, and they'll hang out afterwards. So it's like, you know, you can go and, you know, uh, not everybody, but a lot of people hang out afterwards, you know, at the, at the after party and stuff. And it really is, uh, the party atmosphere, you know, on bad monster. And it's, uh, and, uh, i what I like about the fest, the convention, especially bad monsters, they all, um, Everyone's like equal there. The uh, the guests, the celebrities, uh, the vendors. You know, everyone's hanging out together. All kind of sharing their same love for for weird and, and horror and horror in general. You know,
5: it's so true. Um, I mean, I know I've definitely humiliated myself many times because <laughs> <laughs> I I didn't know that you could just like walk around with drinks there. Oh, so I see.
3: yeah.
5: <laughs> I'm just like walking around drinking more than I should have because I'm uh-huh. a lightweight and just going up to celebrities and harassing them and humiliating myself. <laughs> <laughs> I think one time I just like went up to the booth of like, Oh, I wish I remembered his name. I feel so bad. I don't. Um, but he was in, um, fright night. That actor, the, uh, Chris the Randall? kid.
1: Oh, wow. uh, oh um, evil Ed. He was, he was no. there too. Uh-huh.
5: Chris Sarandon was there too. But, oh, okay. Yeah, but the 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 guy played the kid, and he was also in uh, Mannequin Two.
1: Oh, I, the I, main I know what you mean, kid. but yeah, uh, I was uh, thinking whoop. Evil Ed Two, Neil yeah. Yeah. But,
5: William Ragsdale.
1: Yeah,
4: there you go.
5: Yeah, wait, there's an Evil Ed Two.
4: <laughs> oh no, no, I meant uh, Evil Ed Two. Well. Oh, no. Evil <laughs> Ed. And, so I was thinking oh,
5: that. I well. got my hopes up. Uh,
1: I know. Evil <laughs> Ed Two, Electric Boogaloo. Okay.
5: <laughs> I. I never saw Evil Ed before, and uh, oh, that movie's so good.
1: Oh, yeah, it's fantastic. It's uh, one of my favorite 80s of movies. Empire movie. But, and, you know, I think it's it's before it's time because people talk about Scream being self-referential about the horror, you know, like the rules in horror. But uh, Fright Night does that with the rules of vampire movies within oh, yeah. its own movie.
5: Uh, I love Fright Night.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Fright yeah. Night's perfect. Yeah.
5: I didn't know that Evil Ed was uh, kind of a political film in the way where it was released after all the sanctions got lifted and is it Sweden where it was made?? Really? Yeah, so. so yeah, they had all these uh, sanctions on ratings and things like that there and then they lifted them and that was literally one of the first films that came out. So it's just crazy to watch it and think about people. Seeing how insane it was.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I I have some videos drinking too much from Mad Monster, but I don't drink anymore. So, uh, so I'll, I'll be better at the next one. But yeah, it's it's fun <laughs> to walk around and, and have some drinks at the con- at the convention.
5: Where you're at is is it at like a convention center or is it? At like a resort or something
1: uh when I when, when I would you I went to the mad monster, we usually would go to the one in Charlotte, North Carolina, and so it was in a hotel uh I don't know what where do they hell hold it in Phoenix? is it in a hotel or is it at a convention center or
5: it's actually at a resort just in the middle of nowhere in the desert, oh, okay, so it's insane, like if you ever get to go to a mad monster and you're coming to Arizona, it's going to be hot at that time of year. But if you come, it's at this resort, and it's really nice, and it's, like, brand new. And um, I think, uh, because we had a hotel room last time, and I think my hotel room was just, like, on the same floor as all these people. So it was just so cool, because we're all just trapped in this, like, little (laughs) isolated desert town in the middle of nowhere. Just all these horror fans. They're just so cool. Uh
1: Uh-huh yeah yeah and they, they, I think uh mad monster should send us like uh like so a uh, check here because we're really putting mad monster over
5: that's true <laughs> uh-huh. but,
1: but, <laughs> but they let us film the movie so so uh, <laughs> so i i uh, some free publicity I think is good
5: yeah, yeah I get some royalties <laughs> on all of our promoting how cool they are <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly so yeah so I subscribe to antimity tapes because I really dug them so uh so when are the... The newest one... Was Cloud the
5: newest one? Yes.
1: So when's like the next season starting?
5: Well, um, we actually started... I guess you filming. can't film
1: right now. Or can you film? I don't know.
5: Well, well I mean, we have some evil <laughs> plans. Because <laughs> we're insane. And, right. so, and
1: you have a small group um, of people and you're all
5: friends and stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um. So we... um. You know, before all the quarantine things Uh, we had actually already cast and started production on the first one of the new season, but all this happened. So we kind of reworked it a bit. So I think definitely right now uh, we're working on some projects. Uh, We're working on um, a feature film. We're working on a comic book series and also a radio show. So those are all things we could all film independently because, We're all kind of, I mean, honestly, we're all kind of used to doing that anyways. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and we're all kind of used to being so isolated anyways. (laughs) So it's kind of just business as usual, but we're just doing uh, different mediums, you know. Mm -hmm.
1: So the feature film, will it be uh, one story or is it going to be like an anthology of, you know, of shorts?
5: It's definitely going to be one story. Oh, very cool. Yeah, Uh, so it's exciting.
1: Yeah, how far along is that, or is it just like in the, you know, uh, do you have a script for it, or?
5: So right now we're just uh, developing everything. Yeah. Um. So that's kind of the stage we're at right now. We we know what we want to do. We know what's going on, but we're just like developing all of it for next year.
1: You have to start uh, right now. Start you know saving up on goop. <laughs> you have to be prepared. <laughs> just a that's big stack. Yeah. Right. We need Practicing ninety with different things. Right, ninety minutes oh. of goop. Yeah.
5: I mean I think I've actually used Vaseline on people's faces before <laughs> because Vaseline works really good as sweat.
1: Okay. Oh you meant in the movie. I thought I was thought yes. I thought you were talking about your personal experience. Just walking
4: up to people <laughs> and swearing like stuff on them. Hey, how are you today?
5: All right. Oh, by the way, guys, here's all
4: the <laughs> <laughs> See if this does anything for you.
5: Here's a use. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, I've actually. I guess that's
4: better than. Um- oh, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
5: Oh, no. Yeah. We we're going to
4: say. Oh, no, I, I was going to ask Neil, because I know that um, Michael Rappaport from the Greasy Strangler, he said that the. That the stuff that they used on him,
1: was, oh yeah, it's like it, it
4: was horrible. He said it was just a terrible experience.
1: Yeah, because it was like something that was—I I don't remember the hot, story. Yeah, like yeah, that. exactly. It was like an—it was an so, icy hot, but it was that kind of thing that they put all over him to look greasy and like it. Like I think it burned his skin, and I don't yeah, know, it burned his, his skin, it
4: burned his eyes. It was hard to breathe, and like wow, that's that's a great time.
3: Yeah.
4: <laughs> but I guess it really looked good on camera, you know. Right. It's like, wow, it looks like a great grease on you. Mm.
1: Like, oh, good, <laughs> thanks. So stay away from the icy hot. Is yeah. well,
5: well, the poor guy, because so he has that on top of him, then and then didn't he also have like a prosthetic? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
4: Yeah. So he's got that, and, and then they actually put him through the uh, the car wash thing. Which just, you know, like, hey, if you got a 70 year old guy, let's throw him in a car wash, (laughs) cover him in ice. See, hot. Like, I don't know why he'd ever want to star in another movie again after that. It sounds like punishment for something, you know? Michael Rappaport, we find you guilty on all charges and we sentence you to film
1: this movie.
3: (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) It's a great picture of him. Uh, He's like. sitting in his uh I don't know in his room whatever and they're put and there's a woman uh putting on the prosthetic penis and like and like the merkin around it and he's just sitting there in his robe reading the newspaper it's just I think pretty amazing that is pretty classic just
5: getting all up in the business like nothing <laughs>
1: right yeah Every, both people are just like he's just reading his newspaper maybe smoking a cigarette with a cup of coffee I think and She's just there with like glasses on, you know, going on the. Uh, I think the I think his the penis is already on, and she's putting like the merkin around it.
5: I mean, if I was him, I would be happy. That I'm just like, hey, it, thanks for the, you know, the upgrade, man. Like, <laughs> right. yeah,
1: I think his thing is he's saying that they actually had to size him down for the movie. Oh, okay. You know? oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's what he told me anyway. I don't know. <laughs> Well, that ranks up
4: there with, um, what was the um, the story you had mentioned, Neil? The director of, uh, it was a Willem Dafoe movie. And Antichrist? Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, Antichrist? Yeah,
4: Antichrist. Like Did you ever hear this story? Because it's great.
5: No, I haven't.
1: All right, yeah, Neil, cause he
5: her
4: with it.
1: Because he said that he they were going to use his real penis in the movie, but it was too large and disturbing Willem Defoe's actual penis so they don't use so he didn't shoot it for the movie and I just like that is, how, how is
5: it <laughs> disturbing like, how is it disturbing what was I it know.
1: like <laughs> I, 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 is, I've never been so interested the letter in William, Willem Defoe's penis yeah. before hearing it's that then small like, football <laughs> so yeah so I'm
4: going to follow Defoe into a bathroom if he's ever at a convention just uh huh I, I gotta know now. I just have to know.
5: I'm actually curious now. <laughs> well, I am too, and I yeah.
1: wasn't curious before. But no,
5: for, for some reason, I don't know yeah. why. Not surprised. Like, <laughs> of course, Golden Defoe would have a giant, like, misshapen penis. Like, not surprised. Like,
4: <laughs> or maybe it's got like a Mickey Mouse head or something on maybe it. You never I know. know.
1: I think this is the documentary we need to make. Yeah, <laughs> the hunt for Willem Dafoe's team. Defoe. I'd
5: watch it. Yes. I'm like, I want to know, guys. Come on, it. You know, undercover.
4: Just to do that's thing. on my bucket list
1: now. <laughs> I am all about this.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, a uh, comic book. You know, speaking of Willem Dafoe's uh, Disturbing Penis, you also <laughs> a have a segue, Neil. Right, right, A comic book in the works, which I, <laughs> I'm all about, too. I like this idea.
5: Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's still being developed. I can't uh, sure. reveal too much about it, but I'm extremely excited. It's going to be action packed, weird, out of control. Just all the things the Intimity tapes, but uh, no limitations kind of thing.
4: Nice. So, yeah. where are you All oh, oh, you guys searching. being very... Div- oh, I'm sorry, Neil. No, you, oh, you guys being really diverse and...
5: So- how dare so- you both? I'm just kidding.
4: <laughs> you see, Neil's my baby brother. I'm I can always next time I see him, I'll give him a big pinch or something. All right.
5: <laughs> Do you live uh, in Massachusetts too, Troy?
4: Yeah. Yeah. I'm huh? over in Wareham, so we just have a little bridge in
1: between us.
5: Oh, how cool! I've never been there. Oh, really? Oh, it's, it's
1: a good place. place. Yeah. <laughs> depending where you are. You'd probably like a Salem, I would I would assume. Salem's cool. Yeah.
5: Oh. Is it... What's the weather like right now over there?
1: It's actually pretty nice right at the moment. Yeah. Although tonight it's kind of oh.
5: chilly. Oh, yeah. wow. <clears throat> it's hot as balls here right now and I'm dying. <laughs> 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 it's so hot.
1: <laughs> yeah. That is one thing about Mad Monster running uh, Phoenix, because I think they do it in July every year, June or July. And I, yeah. I would think they would, it would make sense in my mind to run it maybe like in the fall or the winter. But what what do I know?
5: Right? I don't know why they do. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Well,
1: yeah, I, I thought it was weird too, but.
5: <laughs> they do um Comic Con or now it's called Phoenix Fan Fusion uh in June as well when it's like hundred and fourteen outside.
1: Wow. Oh Jan. Yeah, that's that's a very that's pretty hot. Yeah, yeah you start just, to yeah. melt. That's not good. Yeah. You should they should do Mad Monster Alaska in the summer. <laughs> yeah.
5: <laughs> that would be cool.
1: Yeah, that would be cool. I've never been to Alaska. I would go. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So Larry Allen. He's the guy who, uh, does he write all the episodes?
5: Not all of them. Um, So uh, I think the episode writers so far have been uh, Larry Allen, uh, Justin Kerr, and Jeff Young. Um, Jeff is, he acts in a lot of the episodes as well. He was, do you remember the Halloween special? Yeah. Um, Yeah, he's Mr. Hanley, the guy with the glasses that that sets up the horrible thing that the people do <laughs> um so he wrote uh the whole um and justin wrote a uh, dead letter and um, um me uh, larry allen writes all of them uh sometimes we collaborate me and larry like i came up with the concept for snap but then we worked it out and he ended up writing it mm-hmm. so it's it really is like a collaborative effort where we're like we don't care we just want it to be the best it can be. I think that's the way it should be.
1: And I also think that collaboration works the best that way is uh, when everyone's just wanting something good to be made and not necessarily fighting over, you know, uh, or not necessarily fighting, but, you know, arguing over who has, uh, you know, whatever credit. Just, you know, this is the Antimony tapes. We're all together. Just let it flow.
5: Yep. Oh, yeah. It's so fun. I mean, our our sets are really... um, Like we try to keep things professional, but at the same time, they're very lax, you know, (laughs) where we're like, all right, it's, you know, five in the morning and we have crew busting through the door with coffee in hand and bags. And they're all, all right, motherfuckers, what are we going (laughs) to film today, bitches? And we're just like, ah, (laughs) and we just film, you know, it's just it's just crazy. And and Larry. uh, Yeah, Larry's a great writer. He actually uh, me and him met. Uh, I met him originally, he wrote a play, um, about, uh, zombies. Mm-hmm. It was like a, po- like a zombie pandemic type play where the virus first starts and people are trapped in a warehouse and one person has been bitten and is slowly turning into one and no one else knows. Cause in this world, no one knows where the zombie what the zombies are. So we mm-hmm. met that way. And, um, we, st- me and him started collaborating on a lot of projects and working together, um, And it's just been so fun, you know, all the ideas and um, he definitely brings a lot with his background because he used to do he went to school for acting, but he also uh, was a fashion photographer for 10 years. So it's really fun to to see that perspective in it. We're really inspired by um, like a lot of the old school grindhouse films like Jack Hill films and things like that.
1: So you cute. said you said you were you were acting for for years so what what, what was your background in acting?
5: Uh, so I started um in high school just doing like uh, theater and then I started to get a little bored of it because I was like oh I'm doing this but no one ever gets to see it and I tried so hard and so I started getting into film a little more and then I got into doing um, makeup for fashion and that taught me a lot you know about styling and then i was like oh what if i used all this and applied it to like characters or you know started getting involved in film more so i just started getting involved in film more um the past i would say like three years and um it's just kind of been crazy ever since like uh with the Antimity tapes of course like doing it every two weeks um you know so that's just pretty much my background in that it's pretty cool
1: yeah so what what are some of your favorite horror movies?
5: Well, um, <laughs> I uh, actually like growing up. I wasn't allowed to watch mm. really anything crazy, <laughs> yeah. even though it's kind of weird. Because my fa- I would say my favorite horror film is The Thing.
1: I love The Thing. Yeah,
5: <laughs> it's so good. Because I think it's uh, the
1: best combination of of you both. You have both the awesome monsters, and it's well acted. So you have, the, like, the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm.
5: It is. And just any excuse that I can watch, um, oh, no, I can't remember his name. How did I space it out? Um, the actor Kurt from Russell? the thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Kurt Russell. Any excuse I can get to just watch him freak out, I think is really fun.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
5: he freaks out yeah, a lot we discovered
4: that Kurt Russell with crazy facial hair and snow is magic. Because, like, the Hateful Eight is the same way. Like, I can't get enough of that movie either.
5: It's so true. Like, I just want to cuddle in bed and just watch... <laughs> I just want to watch Kurt Russell. Well, I want to watch Kurt Russell just freak out in the snow in a beard. And oh, then I want yeah. watch him in Overboard.
4: Okay, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, like, you can't go wrong with any Kurt Russell, I guess it's true. Yeah,
5: yeah so... Um, I would say, honestly, that's probably one of the first horror films I ever saw. Mm. Um, I'd say
1: you picked a good one to, to see.
5: Right? Yeah. <laughs> I think I saw it when I was like six. Because mm-hmm. I was allowed to watch films as long as they didn't have anything too crazy. But that yeah. one, I guess, was it's, it's okay. pretty <laughs>
1: crazy. Yeah, that one fell, flew under the radar, apparently.
4: Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, it's more science fiction. Don't worry about that. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, that will expand your horizon.
5: I, I can't even tell this day. I don't think I've ever seen anything as gory yeah. and disgusting as that movie. Mm-hmm.
1: See, so, you know, that that uh, developed your love of goop.
5: Yeah! <laughs> Goo and gross things. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, yeah, so that would, I would say that's my favorite. But yeah. I actually never even saw um, any of the Halloween films or any of the Friday the 13th until about, I would say, maybe eight years ago and it was kind of cool because I feel like I was getting to see it like someone who would have seen it when it first came out. Yeah. Um, so it was just fun to just binge-watch all of it, and I was like, hey, guys, did you realize these movies are this good? And everyone's <laughs> like, yeah, we knew this since we were, like, five. And I was like, oh, I didn't know.
1: <laughs> That's pretty cool, though, actually, because then you get all this new stuff to watch. So, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's a cool experience.
5: Yeah, I'm still catching up because I love um, – I love B movies. I just think they're hilarious. I think they're cool. I love um, anything, especially like seventies and eighties grindhouse. Like I was saying, like have you guys ever seen uh, like Switchblade Switchblade Sisters? Yes. Oh, that's so cool! I'm so glad you have. I love that <laughs> movie so much. It's so good. Um, yeah, I just I love those weird movies where you just have someone who is just so over the top and hasn't an added, I think before this all day, um, I was watching a lot of, uh, Canon films.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: <laughs> I think, I don't remember what it's called, but some like Chuck Norris action film, <laughs> where he's just viciously uh-huh. kissing and kicking the whole time. <laughs> 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 I just think those films are hilarious.
1: Uh uh-huh. Let's yeah, see. I, I'll rec- I'll think of something to recommend. Cause I, so I was actually th- <clears throat> thinking, um, let you should see the stuff. Because it has amazing, uh, it's very gross and gooey. So I would recommend the stuff and the basket oh, and case. Oh, it's a lot of too fun too. Mind. It is, yeah. Yeah,
5: yeah. Oh, I saw Basket Case. I loved it. It was uh, I love so basket weird. Yeah.
1: yeah, exactly. That's why I was, uh, it's one of my favorite movies since I was a kid. And it's it's so weird. And, yeah, you uh, get some
4: claymation in there and crazy exactly. shit like that. Yeah.
1: Yep. yeah, Belial's pretty awesome. Yeah, the whole yep. movie's great.
5: Plus, you get that cool uh, New York
1: exactly from and, the '80s vibe
5: uh, that I love. Yep. Like I Maniac agree,
1: a hundred percent. From I think from really low budget to like you know big stuff, that era of, of New York movies just have that feel to them. It's kind of you know uh, gritty and, and kind of sleazy, but there's just something about it.
5: Yeah, I feel like Basket Case, um, Maniac Cop. And mm-hmm. like Taxi Driver, like films yeah. like that. Just I love that aesthetic of uh just like those moody tones and these just gross plate What's your other
1: crazy one, shit? Neil
4: from New York? The old uh, well, breed
1: Ma- one. Oh, that would be bloodsucking freaks, another one I would recommend. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I- Maniac. Bloodsucking freaks, yep. yeah. Yeah. You mentioned Maniac Cop, which is also very good, but also just Maniac, that would be a good one. Uh, but yeah, and oh. I mean you mentioned Taxi Driver, that's one of my favorite movies.
5: Is Maniac the one where the guy's living with his mom? <laughs>
1: uh, he talks to his mom's dead, but he talks to his mom like in his in his mind. He scalps oh. like the women. I yeah, don't
5: know if... <laughs> we're just talking about this like it's so normal. <laughs> oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the original poster to Maniac is my is my favorite uh, poster ever. It's really sleazy. It, so it's a guy. It's. I feel stupid. (laughs) explaining this why it's my favorite, but so it's a guy and he's got a he's got a a woman's head cut off, so it's a headless woman, and he's and it's the face is turned around to him, and he's clearly got a bulge in his pants, which is very like it's just very nasty, (laughs) and and I I I don't there's just something about that poster. It's like this is so sleazy that I think it's just an amazing poster. I love
5: sleazy. Tom Savini
1: does. Yeah, Tom Savini does the makeup in that. Right. Yeah.
5: He even, oh, he even
1: blows
4: his own head off in the movie. Just <laughs> right.
5: Of... Wait, isn't Tom Savini the guy who randomly is just like really buff now?
4: Yeah, he
1: is really buff. <laughs> like,
4: uh... Yeah, he is. He is. He's very short, but very buff.
5: Yeah, I remember I was like, wait, this, there's no way he could be old enough to be doing this (laughs) for these things because i think i was like researching you know and i'm just like trying to look at this oh yeah from
4: dawn of the dead and all that stuff
5: yeah (laughs) he just randomly really buff (laughs) but um yeah i mean i i love that i i just love that aesthetic like i could just it just feels so cozy for some reason even though it's horrible but that yeah i agree
1: (laughs) I agree. I, I'm glad you brought that. that's uh, my one of my favorite eras of movies. Because if you get after that in New York, where the New York's like been cleaned up, it's it's not the same.
5: No, I love that. It's also like um, the Crow does really good. I don't I don't I'm, I don't remember if it takes place in New York, but I right. la- I just love the idea of like these like underground brothels and just these horrible seedy places. You know.
1: <laughs> I agree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Chud's another one from that era. If you've never seen Chud, oh, yeah, I, I would Chud, recommend... Chud, I forgot a bug. Chud, C-H-U-D. Cannibalistic Humanoid Underground Dwellers.
5: Oh, you know, I think I always try to watch it, and <laughs> then I have a really bad habit of the minute the movie comes on, it just, like, soothes me to sleep for some reason.
1: <laughs> I know, I understand that. Yeah, i I've do the same sometimes. But, yeah, I would recommend Chud. Uh yeah I'll think of some other ones but th- th- those are some good ones to start chud the stuff chud. um basket case you've already seen I'm glad you like basket case also I would have hung up on you no
5: <laughs> I just love monster movies I love gross monster movies like oh yeah I've always thought of like this gross idea like I would never make it into anything but I've just always like like I don't know if this is a word but like philosophized the idea <laughs> of like a gross movie about if aliens were using breast implant sacks as incubators <laughs> for like their eggs.
3: <laughs>
5: <laughs> ben was
0: right? yeah, in love with creepy. that
1: idea. Yeah, I that's, like it. Then, then they, then they, they when they when the babies pop, like the women's breasts, you know, and the aliens are coming <laughs> yeah, out.
5: Exactly yeah.
1: because, that's like, wow,
5: I know this is really off a- topic. <laughs> and it's really gross but <laughs> <laughs> i um i know a lot about implants cuz i used to do makeup at a strip club
3: okay. <laughs> all right
5: and uh, a lot of the girls obviously had them and so they would tell me about them and apparently with like silicone you have to get them replaced every 10 years so oh, some shit. of them yeah it's really what weird so some that? some of them they're like what if what if what if like an apocalypse happens and I can't get them replaced in 10 years, and then like, <laughs> someone's going to have to cut them out of me. And then ever since then, I'm like, oh, like imagining the idea of just these like implants, like having just a little alien <laughs> floating inside the Oh,
1: sack. that's <laughs> awesome. I love that. <laughs> and yeah. I would think uh, so. Uh, so, if you were showing that movie, the women in the audience who have breast implants would make them very uncomfortable, which would oh, know, yeah, add, to, all the, cringe, I add think, to the so. atmosphere. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, I like making feel yeah. people feel uncomfortable.
5: was <laughs> well, just like alien, like because <laughs> like, I oh, remember yeah. reading one time. I and I could be wrong, but I remember like I think it was like a commentary on the film where they talked about what can we do with the face huggers to make both men to make both women and men feel raped. So they're just like, okay, what if we just have a penis come out of its mouth and just go down their throat? Yeah, and it's just like, oh, and so that idea like just has always disturbed me. I'm just like, what can I do to make men and women feel assaulted? Yeah,
4: like, <laughs> you want to be an equal opportunity gross out offender, you know? Everybody. Although what's what's that? This this that weird. Oh, I was a weird low budget horror flick, but. H.R. Giger designed the alien. Oh, uh, uh, killer condom. That's it. That's exactly it. And oh, it's a little it's alien condom. It's awesome.
1: Yeah, it bites, bites penises off. It's uh, yeah. I would highly recommend it. It's a great movie. We're German I, movie.
5: Where can I find this film?
1: Killer condom. I don't know where it's got. I don't Check know if
4: it's maybe Amazon or- Prime. It might they. They usually have a good selection of like strange
1: things. Yeah, and there's a, there. Speaking of, of comic books, which we did like twenty minutes ago, but there's also a killer condom <laughs> comic book. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, I have
5: it. Did it's it start awesome. as a comic,
1: or did no? It start I don't believe so. I think own. they made it. I don't think so. I, I could be wrong there, but I, I don't think they did.
5: Killer condom. I mean, it, it, it reminds me of that movie. Oh, I think I think that's what it's called. It's called Teeth. Yeah, know? yeah,
4: yep. yeah. That's, that's
5: another one. one. Oh. <laughs> I'm not even a guy, and I was but, like, but the oh.
4: alien, like, just to see to see the little geeger, like, um, uh, alien is great. It's it's just
1: awesome. Now, now imagine this, since you brought up uh, teeth, killer condom versus teeth.
5: Nice. There you go. I think teeth would win.
1: <laughs> I, well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think right because a killer condom would go into the yeah. You're right.
4: Oh, that's true. The- he kind of yeah. sacrificed himself on that him. one.
3: <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. yeah I, I i think it was on the commentary track for teeth the guy who i don't know if he wrote it or he came up with the idea whatever and where like originated like in his mind just kind of like was the actual um sex ed sex ed books in in west virginia they uh when he was a kid they edited out the the women's parts so, like, you could see the penises and stuff. So, they just actually, dream up something Yeah, crazy. they would they censor <laughs> you
5: know, the
1: That's sex so.
5: You're just, like, imagining, like, a, a <laughs> weird, like, sea creature mouth. It's just like, <laughs> like. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
4: oh, yeah. Yeah, there you go, like a beak or something. I'm thinking of my tortoise. And, like, <gasps> my tortoise's beak would be an evil surprise, I think. <laughs>
5: Oh, beaks gross me out for some reason. I don't know
1: why. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. For some reason, I think Jorg Buderger did. I don't know why, but I think Jorg Buderger did something with the killer condom. I don't know if anyone knows who he is, but yeah, I think he did the special effects somehow. I think he he did something. Jorg Buderger oh, did. Really? Made, yeah, Necromantic is very mm-hmm. insane movie. Um, I think he worked on uh, Killer Condom somehow.
5: Oh, that's but like he seemed cool. like a
1: really sweet guy, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was when we met him. Yeah. They
5: always are, though. It's always that's like true. <laughs> the people where it's like Satan and let's kill the things <laughs> and learning of the things and the <laughs> sacrificing of the ghosts. And then you meet them and they're like, hi, nice to meet you. Uh, have a nice day. And you're like, what? Yeah,
4: <laughs> the most lovable people. <laughs> it's
1: true. All right. So you have to watch out for the people that are making really sweet like puppy movies. They're probably yeah. like the ones that are something up.
5: Yeah, what are they trying to hide?
1: Exactly. That's where they their bodies buried in the backyards. I
5: think. Yeah, what are they trying to compensate for with these people? <laughs> 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 you know, <laughs> I don't trust them.
1: I, I agree 100%. <laughs> yeah, it is. oh, he did. I looked it up here. I cheated looked it up on IMDb. But yeah, it was uh, Jorg Bruder Guy did do the, the special effects on Killer Condom. Oh, nice.
5: That's cool. Special effects are definitely very difficult to do sometimes in time.
3: Uh-huh. Oh, I, bet.
5: I know, like, with the poor um, <laughs> the actress uh, Kayla uh, Goldler from Cloud, the girl mm-hmm. played, um, oh, I'm an idiot. I can't remember the name now. Um Oh, man, I'm so sorry. My brain's dying today. Um, But anyway, the actress who plays the actress in it. (laughs) I'm horrible at this. Uh Um, She, during the part where um, she... Oh, I don't want to give anything away. Okay, I'm just going to say it. But she gets shot, like you saw it. And the effect we had, we had to do it over and over again. We had a pump, like, doing the effect. But it ran, like, down the front of her and under her. And, like her crotch <laughs> so the point oh. thing, amanda tucker the costume designer she's just like using her hand to pump blood out and, and it's just running through her legs out the bottom <laughs> of the chair and it just looks like she's peeing blood oh it's a lot of it like we didn't expect that much blood to go through the pump oh. <laughs> so she's all trying to stay in character and the blood's just like just like pouring like down her whole body like she's peeing and we had to do it a bunch of times because whatever and um, yeah that's that special effect uh, was hilarious to do
1: <laughs> I love it yeah. so uh, by the way uh, I know the answer because someone asked us on Facebook but I'd like to ask on the show is where did the name Antimity come from
5: oh, so we literally just made it up it means <laughs> nothing there's uh-huh. nothing sentimental about it. We literally were just like, oh, this sounds cool. Uh, well, no one else has used it. So, we well, it just sounds cool. We ended up uh-huh. using it. I think uh, back in the day we had a friend, a really close friend who had a band called that. Um, and then it just kind of, you know, everyone moved on, whatever. And then eventually it turned uh, to this because we thought the name was pretty cool and it was all made up. So, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and Timothy, basically, um, it's so exciting and so fun because it's its an environment where kind of anything goes. Like, we, we try not to um, maybe be just exclusively one genre where we're like, yeah, we definitely are horror. Cause it's, some of the stuff is horrifying to some people, to a lot of people like to you guys. It's just like, Oh, <laughs> a nice day in the park, you know, <laughs> but like, you know, <laughs> most people it's like, Oh God. Oh, like they, you know, watch the things we like, but, um, and definitely is, you know, weird, gross grindhouse. Um, a lot of trashy elements, you know, sh- weird vintage looking things. Like it doesn't really take place. In any time, space, or universe, it's just its own world. So anything we come out with, uh, whether it be film, comic book, um, music, like anything we're doing, it's all part of that same world. So like, for example, a lot of the Intimity tapes, uh, we really tried to connect a lot of the uh, world together by having like Easter eggs in some of the episodes that related
1: to some of the other ones kind of thing. Yeah, that was very, I know you, yeah, because <laughs> you mentioned that and then uh, when I was watching all of them, you, you, there are things that pop up and I, I really like that. And I, I, I personally have said this many times. I'm, uh, I don't really understand people who are really stuck on like genre, like, you know, trying to fight over like, is this a horror movie or sci-fi or thriller? Uh, to me, it doesn't matter. It's like, if you, if you dig it, you dig it, you know, whatever. Right. And so uh, I, I like that. And I like what you're saying about it. It's, a, it's its own world. That's the kind of stuff I like, too, where uh, the greasy strangler does not take place in the real world. It takes place in its own world.
5: <laughs> I, I still quote that movie all the time. Me, like it too. It's, a,
1: it's one of my favorite movies.
5: It's so good. It's just it's basically like a rated R greasy strangler. Oh, no, or not greasy strangler. I'm sorry. A rated R Napoleon Dynamite.
1: But yeah, I would see that. It's uh there you go. it it's definitely a movie that you either love or you you hate because like, <laughs> I, I will uh, recommend it to people and they'll either say, "Oh my god," or they'll be like, "Why why did you tell me to watch that?" I don't th- <laughs> no one's just like, "Ah, oh, it's okay," or whatever, you know. It's,
4: yeah, you it's don't really like together. me, do you? That's why you told me to watch this.
5: <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're all I don't know you as well as I thought cuz why do you like this
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> a cheap plug for, for myself the movie I was talking about that we made in um, Man Monster uh, one of our two leads is Michael St. Michael's the greasy strangler himself which was very amazing for me to get to work with, uh, with Michael
5: oh no way
1: We're very happy about this was, and I spent a lot of time with Michael he's a very good man he's Very he's very strange but he's a very good guy
5: <laughs> that's so cool
1: yeah.
5: I, I didn't know that
1: it's, uh, well, it's not out yet or anything, but, uh, yeah, when, um, it's, it's very cool. He's a man, he's a man. And I got to go to his place in, uh, in, in December when I was out there, um, in Long Beach and, uh, the place is just covered in, in art. Like, uh, he has like original artwork from like some really big artists that like he was friends with. He's a very interesting guy. If you ever get to talk to Michael St. Michael and very That's weird, pretty awesome. Cool. Not quite as weird as the Greasy Strangler, but is close though. Close. That's my kind of yeah. guy, though. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, he is very cool. So, intimacy uh, tapes, and I love that answer—that it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> when I read you, when I when you first posted that on Facebook, when someone asked, that made me smile, and I was like, I love this answer. <laughs> Why she does could have had to...
4: everybody going with that. Just yeah. make up something crazy and like, oh, yeah. it's. Uh. Why,
1: why does something need to mean anything? It's yep. a, it, not everything has to have a meaning.
5: What yeah, there's something random and crazy. It's like, why did you cast that person? It's like, I don't know. They were hot.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> or like, why this? It's like, I don't know. I thought it looked cool. Like, there's no rhyme or reason. Yeah. This is cool. <laughs>
1: right, right. I'm, I'm in 100% agreement on this. Yeah, chaos is good. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. people listening, if they know what kind of weird stuff I like, and uh, Antimity tapes I really dig. Not just because you're here and you're nice and everything. Uh, <laughs> I really, I recommend it. It's it's a good time.
4: All right, I'm gonna oh. gonna have, have to watch these. Now.
1: Yeah, because you watch the one. Cause I've cause just seen the about- one. That's. that's oh, that's please it for me. do. Yeah.
5: Please do. Please don't. I definitely don't will. Judge my performances too much.
1: All ah. right. <laughs> there was one that you're no, in I'm with. Looking a, forward to it. I I really like because it's uh you got like your foot hanging off the bed and the hands coming up and. Oh, <laughs> hands. <laughs> hands. There. But yeah, that that one's uh, and the end's very funny and stuff. But that that whole episode is cool, and uh, you have a dirty feet in the episode. I noticed, which
5: is Oh. Yeah, I did it on purpose because I was like,
1: "It fits we, in the uh, world." Yeah, yeah. We
5: actually—it uh, <laughs> was a four-person crew on that one. Mm-hmm. I think the budget literally was the pizza, and <laughs> we, the entire—the <laughs> entire thing is literally dubbed. Like, oh really? Yeah, I literally recorded myself going <clears throat> on the bed. <laughs> 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 I was so silly. Well, it gives just, it
1: kind of a cartoony vibe then.
5: Yeah, it was really fun because they originally it, were just, you know, it's just this piece of shit, you know, <laughs> drunk club girl, you know, <laughs> who's like everyone's met someone like that, you know, who uh-huh. is just anyone who can be victimized, who's that just oblivious to the world around them, you know. <laughs> she has no idea that this thing's trying to get her. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, that one was really fun to do. Uh, that one, uh, yeah, I think it was... We, it written, edited, and filmed in literally, I think, forty eight hours. That one is quite... Oh wow! I don't know why we do this to ourselves, but it's like <laughs> it was so fun. And yeah. uh, dirty feet, you know, like are <laughs> definitely pretty gross. And I have like, I'm really short, so my feet are they're <laughs> like children's feet, so it's even weirder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, that yeah.
1: One, if- if anyone's out there into dirty children's feet, you're probably <laughs> should be right. on the list, for one thing. So I Small, know. dirty <laughs> feet. Right. But, but.
5: With weird bunions. Watch it.
1: <laughs> right up my alley.
5: Drunk <laughs> bunion feet.
1: <laughs> and normally you have to pay a big money for that on on, on like a specialty <laughs> website, but you can watch <laughs> it in
5: There's just one guy out there Who's all yeah (laughs) He's just alone In like a recliner In like the middle of Tennessee He's probably
1: making making a movie about puppies That's the guy you gotta watch out for Yeah that's it That's the guy working
4: for Disney That's you know Keep an eye on that guy
5: He's the one that's into drunk tiny feet (laughs)
1: Exactly Exactly
5: that's gross. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this.
1: <laughs> well, you made it. Yes. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh.
3: <laughs>
1: so uh, how can you find Antimity tapes? Just put in Antimity uh. in its especially since it's a made-up word. I doubt any, play, any place else is going to
5: steal it. Oh, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, you could just type it into YouTube. Um, everything is available to watch on there for free. Um, you can watch, uh, we have a lot of stuff on Instagram as well. You can find us on there. You can find us on Facebook and, uh, we're just really busy right now. We're making a lot of content, even more than the Intimity tapes right now. So, um, I'm really excited. We're going to be releasing all of it like literally in the next month. So I'm super excited. So you can find it all there. Yeah. Awesome.
1: Yeah, actually, by the way, which you probably know this, but if you if you do Google Intimity, the very first thing that comes up is YouTube page. Oh,
5: yes. Yep.
1: And it's all your stuff here. So that's good. See, it's a good name because uh, you you can if you have a name that everyone else uses, you know, like if you have common words like. uh, All right. So the other week I interviewed a guy who made a movie called Z. That's just the name of the movie. Z. if I put in Z, that movie is not going to come up. (laughs)
4: <laughs> that's probably yeah. It's probably not going to be the first thing popping up,
1: right? But if you put Intimidy, you're going to go right to Intimidy. Yeah, so that's a good lesson for peace. So that's yeah, that's yeah. It's a win-win right there. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to uh, more episodes and whatever other content you have out there. You said some other stuff besides Intimidy uh, episodes. Oh
5: yeah, yeah. It's some, all some uh,
1: audio things too, right? Didn't you say like a? Uh, oh yeah, radio
5: show. You said yeah. yeah. Yep, we're actually in production for that right now. Um, so we're going to be releasing that very, very soon. Um, yeah, m- more so film wise, uh, we're still going to be doing shorts coming up, but we're really wanting to do a feature film. Um, I mean, everything we fund ourselves, we do everything in house. So, uh, luckily we don't have to wait on anyone. So <laughs> after all this lifts, we're making our goddamn film. And it's going to be badass <laughs> <Yeah>. and weird. <laughs> so I'm excited. <laughs>
1: I'm excited to see it, oh, that's and that's uh, yeah. yeah. And uh, continued success, and uh, we'd love to have you back on when uh, you know more episodes come out, or uh, the movie, or or if you just want to come and talk about weird goopy movies. <laughs> yeah, we
4: could. Once you time? watch our list of crazy things, that come back and talk to a- us. <laughs> yeah. Say you guys were crazy. Those suck. Don't
1: ever. Yeah, tell we could you. we could just do a special show about about weird sleazy New York movies.
5: Oh, man, yes. that would be cool. Because I, be cool. I, I need to write down the ones you guys recommended. What were the ones? It was... Uh, uh, Chud. Chud.
1: The stuff, which I really like, but that doesn't take place in New York. But I would still recommend it. Yeah, uh, still a lot of
4: good, gross-out things but, in that, though.
1: You said you saw Basket Case, uh, Maniac, and uh, Blood Sucking Freaks. Yep.
5: There was that. And there was one other one. Oh, it was... Uh, what was it? What was the condom one?
1: Oh, killer, killer condom.
5: condom. Killer yeah. condom, yeah.
4: <laughs> yep. You'll love the little alien <laughs> condom guy. He's just yeah. crazy.
5: I'm so glad you guys mentioned that because <laughs> I just I don't know what's wrong with me, but I just love like gross 80s you know, or even oh. modern, just gross, like disturbing monsters. Yeah,
1: no, no, I don't so, think you know, that's anything wrong with you. I think that's No, no, that's a. That's right. a healthy thing. I think that's a positive. <laughs> now, other people may disagree.
5: <laughs> well, thank you for the recommendations, and I'll talk about, you know, Willem Dafoe's genitals anytime. <laughs> exactly.
4: <laughs> if I make any progress on that, I'll let you know.
5: You can find footage, you know, please submit. Yep.
1: <laughs> if yeah, if anyone- for people listening, if you do have any uh, your leads, <laughs>
5: <content>. <laughs> this is an active investigation, guys.
1: Is- <laughs> right, uh-huh. we'll come back updates. And-
5: <laughs> that would be cool if you guys could will interview Willem Dafoe uh-huh.
3: and, and get him to talk him. about that. <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> i was kidding. I just like oh my god like finally this is crazy
1: <laughs> now, i don't think you can lead in with that question i'll have to ask him about you know something a little more tame and then you lead in i think to the yeah. penis. Like, hey, you can we start I off with it, that in the green say. goblin and then go in
5: yeah. <laughs> how did the how did the penis work out in the Goblin <laughs> the <laughs> yeah t-
4: there you go <laughs>
5: <laughs> that's, that's one of the things I've always Did you ever
4: frighten a co star <laughs> with
5: that? Thing. That's what I always liked about you guys' podcast because you asked the questions that I've been wondering. There are all. <laughs> <I don't laughs> it,
4: like, all right, you're listen. our target audience. we where the true person. Yeah,
5: Tara we're... is
4: our target audience. We know <laughs> this
5: now. I want to know <laughs> all the details that, like, no one's asking, you know. And you guys, yep. you guys ask the details, and I'm just like, yes, I wanted to know too. Thank you. you
3: know? <laughs>
5: <laughs> I wanted to good know what was the thing in the book, you know, what was it made of? Like.
1: <laughs>
5: <laughs>
1: well, I appreciate that.
5: <laughs> no problem.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, very good. We're gonna let you go. It was a wonderful time having you on. We'll definitely do this again. A ton of fun. Thank you.
5: Thank you. It was great uh, being here, and it was nice talking with you guys. It was a blast.
1: Very good.